on GT Channel with Sam Itani, James McKeon, and Taro Koki. Greetings from soon-to-be locked down Los Angeles. Uh, we are here for pod speed number 32, guys. So we, we're, we're, we're working our way to 50. We made Very it. slowly. Almost there. But, uh, of course, I'm here with uh, GT, uh, my, my usual co-host, GT president, and the guy who makes all this happen, Taro Koki. Hello, hello. And our resident race expert and British ringer, James McKeown. And I think I've finally um, able to pronounce your last name. You're close. No, 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 we'll get there one day. It's only <laughs> oh, been 32 okay. episodes, Sam. Well, 32. we have a very special guest today, someone I've known for, gosh, Candy, how long, how long have I known you? Probably 20 plus years, I think. Oh, God, don't say yeah. that. But yeah. he, he but is. I had hair. <laughs> <laughs> no, you shaved it uh, on purpose. I know that's the Michael Jordan thing. Yeah, exactly. Well, he is the Michael Jordan of the uh, Tudor world now, uh, president of Gretty USA, Kenji Sumino. Hello, and, guys. Uh, hey, Kenji. And we had one of Hello. your uh, peeps, your buds here, uh, Mr. Fuguzi. Oh, okay. Sun Kang. Yeah, Sun I saw Kang, that episode. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I always, the name, I always go either Sun Kang or Kang Sung or Kung Sang. <laughs> I mean, it's just like. <laughs> and and Han, Han comes up too. Oh, right? Han is easy. Han is much easier because that's yeah. when I first, you know, whenever I, yeah. when I first saw his face, he was Han. So, right. anyways, welcome, Kenji. Yeah, thank you for having me. It's awesome. Uh, I'm sure things are uh, very, very interesting for you during these uh, COVID times, but. Yeah. Uh, Glad to have you here. I like your yeah. very white background. It's very, you look like you're in like some kind of a parallel. Yeah, universe, so. I had to turn the monitor because our, my window is like just too bright and it was just shining my head even brighter. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, we have a lot of questions for you, but I okay. think Taro's going to get things going because he, uh, he, he, he runs this thing. So mm -hmm. uh, Taro, go ahead. I, I'm sure, handing sure. it off to you now. All right. Hey, Thanks for uh, being on our show. I think yes. I've known Kenji too for close to 20 years now, which is yeah. pretty scary. Like, where does time go now? Yeah, and with me, it's been barely 20 minutes, so it's, it's a good start. <laughs> well, see, James, now you're, you're part of the group now. You're yeah, I do, right? Yeah. 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 20 something club. Hey, Taro, yeah. can I ask you, when you first met Kenji, right? Or, yeah. or a few times when you first met, did you speak to him in English or Japanese? I think we spoke in Japanese. Yeah. I think me and you, Kenji, we started speaking in Japanese, and then I think we still think, do. Yes. It's only now, I think, so. I think it's the first time I've ever spoken yeah. in English. Is it yeah. not? It's always awkward when you know the other person speaks Japanese, but then, you know, certain people you're comfortable talking in English. Right. And just Japanese comes up, like, you know, in the middle of the conversation, and like, okay, where are we going with this? We're going to go back to English? Yeah, yeah. Back yeah. to Japanese. But. Kenji, which is better for you? Uh, uh, which, which is a stronger language? I'm weak on both. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> but, but, I mean, I'm more used to English. You know, I live, you know, here. here. So, yeah. you know, when, when I get into the Japanese mode, like, I have to call Trust Japan, then... You know my Jap Japanese comes back, but if I don't talk to them for a long time, then it, it's kind of like my tongue doesn't like you know turn as easy, and my right, Japanese become right. you know kind of weird, like oh Japa, like you know just yeah. you're that American Japanese guy kind of you know. <laughs> you were born over there, though, right? I was actually born here. Oh, you were. So oh, okay. When my father was sent here for work, um, that's when I was born. But he was sent back, and then 
oh. came back for the second oh, time wow. around. Okay. Oh, he was a Chuzai. Chuzai, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, so you're a U.S. citizen then, or you have dual? Yes, I dual citizenship. Yes. Oh, nice. Yeah. Okay. So how? So you grew up both mm -hmm. in Japan and the U.S. Is that how it happened? Yes. Yeah, so I was when I was two, went to Japan and came back when I was nine. So I only lived in Japan for seven years. So mm. when I was fourth grade, um, I've been here since since then, since nine. Okay. And so you, were you always into cars when you were growing up here? No, actually, well, you know, like just usual kids, like Hot Wheels and in Japan was the Tomika. So I always had a collection of that and I loved, I think growing up in the 80s, you know, whether here or Japan, especially in Japan, I think was the, the supercars, right? Like mm -hmm. the Countach oh, yeah. and the, yeah, yeah, yeah. the Mira and, you know, that era, you see a lot of race cars growing up and that was something that we always, you know, you know, played with and whether it was like the RC cars and things like that. So I always had car toys, but mm. never really got into cars, cars until I got my first license. Until then, I was all about skateboarding, mm. you know, skating all night till like like 10 o'clock and come, come home and get yelled at. And so that's, you know, through high school, I was in track and cross country, but okay. my passion was like skating the whole time, oh, okay. wow. you know. So well, as soon as I got into... Mm -hmm. uh, where where were you uh, where, when you came back? Where where were you based? I mean, where, where did you go to high school? Oh, you're foreign. So, so you've yeah. always been around this, yeah. Southern west California. Oh, okay. Yeah, West High is where I went. Oh, you went to West? Yes. Ooh, I went Ooh, to South. Uh, <laughs> okay, I gotta go now, man. I think, <laughs> yeah, West and South do not like each other. I didn't know that you went to West. You're a warrior. West, 1990. Oh my God, That's we hated you, <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah. We had and then the, how did you get the brown uh, and gold yeah, color which was yeah that's right yeah. yeah and then how did you get hooked up um you know with engineering and because when i first met you you were like mm -hmm. you were the um r&d side the, the r&d side right you're the mm -hmm. you're yeah. more the engineering side of the, of so, the branch so yeah so i went to cal poly for mechanical engineering mm -hmm. and even A before that my whole passion was actually more into airplanes so I wanted to get into more of the aerospace aerospace uh, side of things. I see. And growing up, I'm always just messing with stuff, hands-on. Mm -hmm. And, you know, my father is not an engineer. None of our, you know, family, we don't have anybody that's was an engineer. But growing up, I'm always taking stuff apart. Like, mm -hmm. my, you know, my dad would just, if something breaks, just replace, right? But then I'll always dig that up from the trash. And I'll start opening things up and then just checking to see how things work. I'm always curious about how things work. So, you know, me and my screwdriver and whatever, you know, tools that I had laying around, I'm kind of used to that. And, you know, growing up, I used to build models. You know, kids these days probably don't even know what those are. So, but, you know, I used to always love building models and Legos and just creating stuff. And I was always hands-on and I was interested. So... I went to Cal Poly for mechanical engineering, but while I was going there, I got a part-time job at McDonnell Douglas in Long Beach mm. and the C-17 uh, Global Master program. Mm -hmm. So I was working there for about three years. The C-17, oh. the big, the Galaxy, the big one? Yes. Yeah. Cargo, cargo. Uh, huge. It's like yeah. one of the biggest planes ever, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. So now it's Boeing, but mm -hmm. in off Long Beach, um, the airport, there was a facility there that built like the DC-10s and- Oh, yeah. That, yeah, like Carson Street or something, I think, in Long Beach. I, yeah, something. I think so. Yeah. yeah, right next to the airport. Yeah. 
So, you know, I got my foot into the door with the whole aerospace industry side. And, but at the same time, you know, I already was driving and my first car was a Honda Civic 1990 Honda Civic DX automatic. Ooh. Oh, automatic. Yeah, but, yeah automatic. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I liked where I was going until the automatic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, you know, like my parents didn't own a manual. They, right. My father never drew a ma uh, drove a manual ever before. So it's not like I was you know, taught growing up. So, you know, he wasn't really into cars. My brother somewhat, but just because, you know, growing up. But um, so I got into this whole, you know, growing up in South Bay, you see that, like, especially you, you go down to like Gardena and you see these guys that has fixed up Accords. And I think back in the day was like the Black Magic or the eight ball racing and, you know, with the wink mirror with the, Hawaiian yeah. warrior head yeah. like you know hanging on the, the mirror and you know so those are some of the things that I used to see and got into but my first um thing with the cars I think it started off with audio mm. so upgrading the audio learning how to install your own radio and put speakers and things like that but mm. that became more the more the, the appearance side so I wanted to lower the car wanted to learn how to lower it so you get take a Dremel you know, cut off wheel and start cutting springs and things like that. And then from there, you know, it started going to like local shops like Toy Sport back in the day. Mm -hmm. uh, go out to uh, San Diego Valley to like Han Motoring and Dad's Motorsports and start learning more about the cars. And that's when, you know, got into more of the performance side. So I started selling all my audio to start buying more of the performance stuff. How old were you I then? How old? This is uh, like early twenties, like mm, okay, so it's uh, yeah, like nineteen twenty. Um, nineteen twenty. Oh, 19, uh, 19 20 years, years old. old. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> How old uh, are you? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And oh, then okay. that's when I really got into like performance stuff and learning. But I had an automatic. Yeah. I started hanging out with Toy Sport and Joel and Joji over there at the time. You know, it was they specialized in Toyotas, but they had a lot of customers with Hondas because, you know, Hondas were the, the most popular car back then. And so they started kind of doing more Hondas and I was telling them I wanted to do something with my car, but it's automatic. And I had a lot of friends that had CRX SI and hatchback. My neighbor, next door neighbor had a, a CRX SI. And we oh, what a great through, car. But, I love that car. Yeah. But you know, I had an automatic and, you know, they're upgrading the throttle body and this and that. And I'm like, I can't do nothing with this. And, you know, I used to just go out you know, for a drive and they'll just go, you know, blasting down Hawthorne Boulevard and I'm here with the automatic. And you know, I hear them like going through gears and they talk about the, the second gear chirp and all that. Right. And I can't even do that with automatic. So, you know, I, what I used to do is, you know, and put it in drive, right. Launch or go full throttle and then I'll pop it into neutral and then slam it back into to drive <laughs> just to get that, you know, that, you know, the, the chirp, the, you know, but, you know, it got to a point where like, you know, maybe I, I need to do something. So, you know, went to Toy Sport and got a, um, a ZC engine from Japan they had and came with the HKS turbo manifold and had transmission already. So converted my D, uh, DX automatic to a, a manual transmission oh, wow. turbo turbo <laughs> and this is this was like 92 
You were still in school then, right? Yeah, 92, 93. So yeah, while I was going to school, right. while I was working part-time at Douglas, right. I started getting into that. Mm. Then you, know, you start hearing about the, you know, the street races and Terminal Island at, in, in Long mm -hmm. Beach. And then, uh, so I was going through all that. And uh, I think uh, this is, it was going back and, and I met Miles Batista, who pretty much taught mm -hmm. me everything. Um, one of the OGs from back in the day, right. from Battle of the Imports, you know, import drag racing. Mm -hmm. So I joined his crew, in which he was working out of North Hollywood. So I was living in Torrance, going to Cal Poly Pomona. Then after, I'll go to Long Beach. And then after that, I would go to North Hollywood. Wow, that's a lot of miles. To, to hang out with Miles to learn about, you know, this whole turbocharging and stuff. And we were like one of the first to, to turbocharge Hondas. Mm -hmm. And we would go through motors left and right. And, mm -hmm. but, you know, going through all that, uh, just my passion shifted from um, this whole aerospace um, to, to automotive performance. So after working for three years, this is 1995, we're already going to battle the imports um, every year, you know, French choices event up in Palmdale. Mm -hmm. And uh, one year, Trust or Gretty came out and brought the R32 Skyline. Mm -hmm. yeah. the I think they were the first ones to ever bring a Skyline to the States to actually, you know, exhibit and even have a, like exhibition pass at the battle of the imports. And Miles and one of the uh, our our guys like Kenji, you speak Japanese, you know, go talk to them. Go talk to Dai from you know Option Magazine was there, and mm -hmm. some of the head R and D guys from Trust was there, and Mr. Okawa, you know, Vice President of Trust Japan at the time was there, and you know I follow the Option Magazine back then, so I mm -hmm. knew who all those people were. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you should go talk to them, and uh, I never had the courage to go talk to them, but mm -hmm. you know we were like. That's cool, and you know that they brought that out, and and then they opened up facility here in Irvine, California. I grew up in Torrance, but um, in '94 my parents moved to Tustin because my father's office was in uh, Irvine. Mm. So already from '94 I lived in Tustin, and when I found out Grady opened, uh, I gave up my Honda Civic because I kept on blowing motors. So I was kind of like overspending, like, you know, maxing out my credit card. So I picked up a 95 240SX mm -hmm. thinking, okay, well, it's different engine from Japan. It's a KA24 non-turbo. They don't offer too much for it. So maybe I'll just lower it, get nice, you know, coilovers and get exhaust. So I wanted a trust exhaust. Mm -hmm. So I bought it, ordered it from Dyma Dynamic Autosport mm -hmm. that, that was in Irvine Auto Center. Um, and they ordered, I wanted a, they offered a 60 mil and an 80 mil for NA and turbo. And I wanted the 80 mil, just bigger, the better, right? Mm -hmm. So, but it took like two months. So mm -hmm. I decided to go visit Greddy one day to okay. find out like, hey, what's going on? Like I've been waiting for this exhaust for like, forever but then mm -hmm. i also wanted to check out their facility so mm -hmm. I, I went it was actually still down the street not this facility we moved into this facility late 95 but this is uh, probably summer of 95 okay and uh, 
I went over there and started talking to some of the sales guys and like, Oh, I'm sorry. It's taking so long, but you shouldn't be here. You should talk to dynamic, but then started talking and, uh, I met Hideo Tomitaka, mm -hmm. um, who was running yeah. the R and D side. You guys know, remember Hideo, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I remember so, Okuma too. Did yeah, Okuma. Okuma. So Mr. Okuma was GM at the time. Oh, no, okay. no, no. He was sales sales manager, and Kirk Miller was uh, GM at the oh, time. Okay. Oh, yeah. I yeah Okuma, Kirk. I remember yeah. a lot, uh, well because we were pretty good friends. So yeah. right, yeah. And uh, some of the um, the sales rep was really like really friendly and so he was trying to help me out but at the time at that time they started this thing called club Grady within the Grady performance product uh company which handled um end user support and also r&d mm. and that's uh Hideo Tomitaka was hitting that department mm -hmm. so I started chatting and then he was asking me what I do and things like that because you know just started speaking Japanese so you know we started um discussing and I told him I work at Douglas and I go to school to Cal Poly for mechanical engineering and mm -hmm. oh, you know what I'm looking for somebody to help in, in the R&D department but we're just launching this R&D department within Grady to develop more product for US market because mm -hmm. at the time they were still just bringing products in from Japan whatever they had that would fit here mm -hmm. but the the what what's popular here was different from Japan. Obviously, yeah. after going to all the battles and imports, they see that look at all these Hondas. Yeah, but they didn't really have lineup of Honda parts. Mm -hmm. So it kind of worked out pretty good. Where I was telling them, you know, I, I was you know used to turbocharging Hondas. Mm -hmm. I have two forty now, but this is what I've been doing. And mm -hmm. it's like, Are you interested? Like mm -hmm. if you are, maybe we could, you know, hire you and take you to Japan for like a couple months for training mm -hmm. and this and that. Like this is on the spot already. Right. Okay. So it's person. not even an interview. It almost became like, when can you start? Like, <laughs> well, wait a minute. I need to kind of figure out, you know, first, like what mm -hmm. I need to do and finish first. And but I ended up like, I take, you know, I, I couldn't like pass up on that opportunity. Mm -hmm. If I could go to trust, then... Yeah. Again, like going back to like growing up and like just looking at option magazines and trust with back in the day, early 90s, they mm -hmm. were still heavily involved in Le Mans. Yeah, the with their Porsche, yeah. yeah, 962, and then went into the, the Toyota side. Mm -hmm. um, but I see the whole history of the, the motorsport side too. Yeah. So I figure, oh, maybe I might have a chance to maybe since I speak Japanese and English, mm -hmm. maybe there's a chance for me to get to Le Mans one day yeah. you know, with, it, with the right. uh, trust racing team. So mm -hmm. there was a lot that I had to kind of think about. Like I kind of thought that, you know, working through school and then graduate and since I already have my foot, foot in the door at Douglas, mm -hmm. I could, you know, continue that. But, you know, like I said, the, the, my interest kind of shifted and, um, I took that job and mm -hmm. right away they sent me to trust Japan. and yeah so You're back training, huh? and uh, you know in the 90s the whole tuner market in Japan they were doing that Yatabe uh, yeah. high-speed high-speed um, yeah yeah you know the oval with yeah. the bank mm -hmm. so the Tarzan crashing in exactly the, uh, 40 yeah yeah so all <laughs> that we used to watch on auction videos in the mm -hmm. magazines and 
um, I got to experience that. The, as soon as I landed to Japan and went to some trust, they were building the R33. They call it the uh, S-Rock, mm -hmm. the, the, uh, the blue with metal flake um, R33. Mm -hmm. It was still a freshly painted, just chassis sitting on a stand. Like, okay, Kenji, you're gonna help build this. <laughs> oh, wow, this is cool. And this is, this was in August, no, this was in uh, late October. Mm -hmm. and, can, uh, can you imagine, Kenji, that if mm -hmm. that exhaust was not late, you would be you would be at McDonnell Douglas <laughs> building planes right now. You know, you know I, I have wow, a couple that friends is to, crazy, yeah. isn't that what you yeah. think about it? Yeah, if that you know, thing I, I, was on time, you would have never went to trust, and you yeah. would probably still be at McDonnell Douglas. Most likely, yeah. And you know, like crazy. I have some friends that I used to work with at Douglas still there after twenty. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, you you would have been with them five years, yeah, and he's he's been. doing very well. So oh, now yes? that it's you know it's Douglas side, so. And he's, oh, yeah, he's, Boeing. That, he's yeah. so he's at Boeing, right? He's Boeing. Yeah, right. right. Yeah. I and think you're doing pretty well to. too. I mean, you know, <laughs> they're not president, okay? They're not president. <laughs> well, anyways, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. No, no. Yeah. But uh, so they were about to build this R33 for the Yatabe, you know, the high speed challenge mm -hmm. for the 20, I mean, 2000, I mean, <laughs> 1996 mm -hmm. Auto Salon, mm -hmm. you know, feature. So like this whole thing where, you know, Dai gets in the car and they go out and yeah. I don't, but um, the, the craziest experience, like from, like from the, the get go, like we're building this car, we're learning about how to make some carbon fiber panels. And this is still like kind of grassroots kind of, you know, like we didn't have the proper stuff, but, you know, making carbon fiber uh, center consoles and dash and, but at the same time, we're building this motor, twin turbo, you know, 800, 900 horsepower. Mm -hmm. Like, and one of the, the team leader, Mr. Kalabata, um, like, Kenji, you've been, you built motor before. Like, yeah, or Hondas, you know, but uh, like, okay, you're gonna help me build this RB26. I'm like, wow, really? Like, I'm just a newbie here, like, you, you know, FNG. touched a GTR or RB. You're gonna, yeah. yeah. So the head, of R&D at Trust Japan is going to allow a newbie to to touch an engine that's going to represent the company. It's like, okay, well, this is good. An you know, Americanized newbie. <laughs> yeah, that spoke barely like, you know, like weird Japanese. But, but you know, that's this the way they, they train me. So, like, whatever the department, that they had, like, engine department, exhaust department, turbo kit department, suspension brakes department. So they moved me around, but for this project, Excuse it was me. this one department that was handling. Excuse Bless me. you. Oh, sorry. About There's that. a yeah. mute button, Sam. Uh, oh, I know. I'm sorry. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'll get, but, it, get uh, it ready. Yeah, but I was, uh, you know. Really <coughs> sorry, I didn't get it in time. Sorry. <laughs> okay, I'm good. Sorry about uh, that. Hey. Great opportunity to build something like that and be part of that. And, you know, the whole process of, you know, it was still, you know, if you think back now, it's super old school how, you know, they used to build engine and we didn't have the technology that we do today, but, you know, it was a great experience. And I think leading up to that Yatabe uh, high speed attack, I think we went through two engines. Or was it my fault? <laughs> you're the, no, you're the one who built <laughs> How long were but you there when you were? I, so I ended up uh, staying there for six months. Oh, wow. 
Yeah. So Where'd the you whole live? winter. So they put me up in a, like an apartment. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it was pretty nice to experience all that too. But, you know, trust is in like super Inaka, like super countryside. Like Yeah, I went there. It was a, yeah. it wasn't Guma. Where, where was it? It's, 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 it's Chiba. It's like 10 minutes it's from Chiba. Narita. Okay. Yeah. I remember yeah. being there. Yeah. 10 I, minutes I from Narita. Yeah. yeah. 10 minutes from Narita airport, middle of like the, the rice fields and farm yeah. fields. So there's nothing around. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like, like it, if you compare, it's kind of like Palmdale. You know, there's like a little, you know, community. Okay, I have to disagree with you there, man. I mean, come on. It's not that bad. Okay. okay. Sorry. It's like Vic- Sorry, those of you who live in Palmdale, like I don't mean to offend you, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like Victorville. Narita area is a little, a little nicer than Palmdale. <laughs> oh, yeah, but it's called Shibayama, which is a little bit far from Narita. Like, oh, okay. Well, so Narita's just, pretty barren, too. Yeah. So, there. you know, you, in Japan, you think that the public transportation is pretty good, but... Shibayama, no. the town that trusts you, you have to have a car to get around. Oh, you do? How far How far is it to the train station from the... Um, probably you have to take a taxi, 20, huh? From 20, 25, min, about 20 minutes. By taxi, right? By taxi or, oh, yeah, yeah okay. or that, you got to get a ride or a bus. Yeah. yeah. So, so what, did you, what did you do for fun? Did you go into Tokyo? So no, I, I couldn't. No. I mean, you couldn't. Yeah. So on the weekend, <laughs> you were stuck there. There was, there was a ramen shop, five minute walking distance. I'll yeah. go to one ramen shop in an apartment in Japan. They don't have washing machines, so there was a coin laundry that was maybe fifteen minutes walk. So I'll go to ramen shop, go to the laundry, <laughs> put it in, you know, then just kind of wander around that area. But there's really nothing there. And work. That was your life for yeah, six months. Work. Pretty much. I mean, they, they were oh. crazy hours too, which I didn't mind because there was nothing else for me to do. <laughs> so, so I did learn a lot. And what was know, the typical was, hours, your hours you get in at an office or at the, so they start at nine. It's so regular hours are nine to six, but we go in at eight and right. typical Japanese company from eight to nine, everybody has like, like, uh, jobs before you even start working oh right right clean up crew basically Mm -hmm. so whether you're sweeping or you're cleaning the toilet or taking out the trash uh sweeping the outside lot there's department like rotate so it's like high school man yeah so this is you know pretty common in japan right Right. where you you got these like chores before you start work and (laughs) you you get ready and so for for like we used to go in about eight fifteen. I get picked up and get get there at eight fifteen, and then you start sweeping. So wow. sweeping the garage, sweeping the outside, sweeping the stairs. Yeah. Some guys are on the wet rag wiping down stairs each steps. Yeah, yeah. Right? <laughs> you know, it's typical. Like if you go to Japanese elementary school, like yeah. I, I experience, and you you run it, you, you run the yeah, you move oh. all the desks and tables, you know, <laughs> onto the side and. You take a rag with a you know water in the bucket, and you just you know you're on your knees and just wiping the floor every day. That's yeah. pretty much how still today is in even a company like that. Maybe because they it's in Naka, they don't have like a cleaning staff or company maybe they use mops in. these days. But <laughs> yeah. I remember yeah. doing that in school in Japanese school. You take the mm-hmm. rag, wet it, you get on yeah. your 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 hands and feet, and just run down the hall. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Even you know, in the U.S., that doesn't happen with this new generation of kids, and they're all no, babied. Oh man, yeah, we, should, yeah. we should we should bring that back over here. You know, <laughs> yeah. Kids, yeah. So like cleaning the toilet every day, like changing the, mm. the you know the 
filling the toilet paper roll. But anyways, yeah, that's not. But yeah, I did all that, and then from nine to probably go home around nine to ten at night. But oh. yeah, you eat dinner there with all yeah, so, your mates. So so if the lunch they they provide lunch, which is excellent lunch. Right. Um, it's catered food. They bring in, in bento, but it's hot oh, really? bento every day. Every day, hot bento, oh, nice. and they have a big pot of miso soup that they'll bring in. Okay. They'll you know heat it up. So you know I was fed pretty good there. Okay. But nighttime, if you pass six o'clock, which is you know usually the end of the day, but R and D tends to work past that. So. Sometimes we'll go to what we'll send somebody out to convenience, like convenience right. store, mm -hmm. get bento, or um, the the lunchroom has back ten. They have maybe about ten vending machines, mm -hmm. from drinks to food, you know, instant ramen, <laughs> sandwiches. Um, you could get coffee or get soup, like corn corn soup. Yeah, so yeah. you know, you could pretty much you know live there. You could so, live there. <laughs> you know, yeah, I I enjoyed it because you know we don't have anything like that. So I was like, oh, I look forward to just eating these junk food on yeah. the vending machine. They they tasted really good too. But oh, Kenji, what I miss when I come back from Japan here is the kombini bento and the kombini yeah. food. You know, onigiri, yeah, onigiri and all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Kombini yeah. food in Japan is really good. It is. Yeah. It's really yeah. good. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's, it's wow, excellent. that's awesome. But, Six months. Okay, so then what happened? You came back. So I came back yeah. and they put me to work and first project they wanted to do was make- And here in Irvine or Tustin? In here in Irvine. Irvine, yes, yeah. Okay. Irvine, yes. And so I started working here in August of two, uh, 2000, 1995. Okay. And um, came back 96 and the first project that they wanted me to do was create a, a bolt-on turbo kit for Hondas. Oh, okay. So this was a, a 90, I think we did the, uh, the EJ1 uh, turbo kit, single, single overhead cam 1.6 right. uh, EX. So we did that and that, you know, that was kind of like something that I was doing with Miles uh, for right. a while. So uh, kind of came easy and I learned how to like TIG weld and everything like that um, at Trust. So came back with all that knowledge that I'd learned and, you know, they put me to work and, Right. We were able to create, you know, that was our, my first project for Grady okay. in R&D department. Mm -hmm. And from there, it just kind of took off. But that year, we got um, the best new product award for, mm -hmm. because we were able to make a, a CARB certified street legal bolt-on kit first ever right. in the market. So that's something that we wanted to push. And from there, it just grew. And Hondas for the good amount of like the, the 90s to early 2000 became like the bread and butter for Grady. Mm -hmm. Anything Honda we did, um, turbo kit, bolt-on turbo kit to exhaust system and any accessories that we could think of for Hondas. And you know, we were making, we were selling maybe 200 to 300 Honda Civic exhaust turbos per month. Um, wow, That's and we we were just like just blowing up, and we started adding more application down to even like you know Nissan Sentras to the oh. the Altimas. So our catalog, we we offered every exhaust system for you know pretty much all Japanese vehicles 
around that time and we were like the go-to for any anything exhaust for mm-hmm. for uh japanese cars yeah um and then just kind of grew from there i think the timing was really good when uh, they brought the gtr here and kind of shocked the market here and really launched the branding of it hks um it's been here uh, way longer than grady has way long. in the yeah. mid 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 80s yeah. i remember growing up in torrance i used to go over there that's right you know, off, right off, 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 west. Yeah, off yeah. yeah western and carson i think yeah. it was yeah i even went over there and submitted a resume before even was, having, to- you know, was mr toyota there Toyota-san? yes yes yeah. yes okay. uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, i got to meet him you know uh, after but uh yeah I used Kenji, to go there were, you, and, were you at were you at trust or Gretty when uh i wrote that story and road and track with all the Japanese tuna cars. Yes, yeah. That story. Yeah, yeah. The first time anyone's a lot of people ever heard of Trust or Grady, and then they're seeing these eight, nine hundred horsepower, crazy yes. cars you guys were building. You know. Mm, and, yes. Yeah. Cool, yeah. cool, cool, cool. Yeah, welcome. I remember that. Yeah. And then uh, after that, didn't tragedy kind of hit Trust or Grady? I mean. Yeah. So this was yeah. yeah a little further down. This is two thousand eight. Oh, was that 2008? Oh, okay. I yeah. Was a little yeah. yeah. So that was 2008. So that's right when the, the whole financial crisis right. and, uh, you know, it was very unfortunate that we had to experience something like that. And it really affected us here too, in the state side. So what Japan, happened... Japan formally went back uh, chapter 11, right? Basically. Yeah. 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 It's a, basically a reorganization. And, right. and even that, that's just really because of the whole financial crisis where... Right the whole banks uh, uh, were assessing like risk management and the trust had a, a loan with was the syndicate loan, which three banks are involved mm-hmm. where um, they were taking a loan based of, it's kind of like a line of credit, mm-hmm. but um, the amount was so big because they were doing close to 20 million a month mm-hmm. at the time. So they had a, a pretty big uh, line of credit, which was more of a, a branch decision, mm-hmm. like a local Chiba branch mm-hmm. uh, decision. Uh, three bank- banks got together to fund this this loan, but during that time, that branch level decision became a corporate decision. Mm-hmm. And one of the three banks said, you know what, we can't renew this loan anymore. Because we have to assist, you know, risk oh. and all so that. So you guys have just got the short the end of the stick. Exactly. So then, you know, in Japan, you can't even balance a check even once, right? Yeah. Right. Um, right. So that was. So okay. when they couldn't re, um, pay pay some of the part of that loan mm-hmm. because that one bank fell through, so they went into like an emergency bankruptcy, like a protection, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that happens with U.S. companies all the time. Exactly. Yeah, right. So. So, but with that same bank relationship they had in Japan, USI was doing so good that they built a relationship through GPP, Grady Performance Product here in the USA, with that same what US branch. And I, heard, up, I heard you got, guys, it, it got totally separated though. Trust? No, not, not, not for a while. Oh, yeah. okay. Not oh, yet. Okay. Yeah. So at that time, since, and they pulled out a loan here in the US side to fund some okay. of the stuff that was going on in Japan. So, but we were the, you know, um, it went through Grady, but trust was the guarantor. Mm. So when Japan 
filed Chapter 11, mm-hmm. the guarantor of the U.S. loan, you know, obviously are the, you know, going through that. So that loan here in the U.S. side also became default. Mm-hmm. So, oh. but then that, we didn't, GPP side didn't have that money. It, it went to Japan. Right, so right, right. we immediately had to file um, like an emergency right. chapter right. 11 as well, right. but right. our business was still going, you know, pretty good. At yeah. 2008. Oh, oh, okay. So you guys were never in real, real danger. It was, it was just the businesses. Yeah, exactly. So oh, it was okay. kind of like, you know, putting a whole button to make sure that they're not sweeping all the funds from every account yeah. that we have. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we, we opened up New Jersey office in 2005. Mm-hmm. That, um, probably was too late to to do that mm. with, with the, how the market was but we wanted to better cater and service the east coast, east coast customer. Yeah, and also we were servicing europe out of oh, our east coast facility so it somewhat made sense but the timing wasn't all that great mm-hmm. and just the logistics logistics side of things were almost a nightmare and okay. 2005 when we opened up new jersey i was still manager of R&D and also mm. marketing. And <laughs> Mr. Okuma, um, mm. one day, hey, Kenji, we're looking into New Jersey office. I need you to go over there and set that up. Mm. I'm like, um, I, I got R&D project in the garage. <laughs> what am I supposed to do? Like, okay, well, now you're gonna be assistant GM. Mm. Go out there, you know, to handle that. You're the only one that we could, you know, send to set up the facility. Mm. Talk to the lawyers out there in the East Coast, hire staff, mm-hmm. train them, set up all the UPS, FedEx, you know, the whole logistics side, and then we need to figure out how to send containers over there. Mm-hmm. But I haven't done any of that here, but I, I see it all the time. And when container hits and stuff, I go into the container and help. Yeah. You know, I get all Let's the Let's get Kenji stuff. to do it. Yeah, I don't <laughs> want to do it. Let's get Kenji to do it. Yeah. <laughs> So 2005 is when I became, you know, kind of shifted from, I was still handling the R&D, but also shifted into more of the admin side of things, so like the operation side right. of things. Mm-hmm. And I went to New Jersey 2005, and I was out there for three months setting this up. Mm-hmm. They're like, okay, we found a place. So Mr. Okuma and some of the staff from Japan went out there mm-hmm. and came back. And that's when they told me they need me to go out there. We found a property that we, you know, that we want to get into. So I need you to go out there and set that up. So <laughs> went out there and the building still being built. It was just <laughs> like brick wall and a roof, no windows, no doors. Everything inside was still empty, just concrete, you know, uh, foundation. Yeah. And like, um, what am I supposed to do with this again? <laughs> so set up the office the way you think it'll be good for sales office and then set up the, the warehouse with racks, with exhaust and But to cut this story short, so we ended up doubling our inventory. Mm-hmm. We were getting about two to three 40-foot containers a month here just alone in Irvine. Mm-hmm. But then by adding East Coast and to properly stock that to service not only the East Coast customer, but also European customer, we immediately like doubled our inventory like up to about five little over $5 million in inventory. Mm. And when the whole chapter 11 happened, you know, we were still moving this type of, you know, volume. Right. So uh, immediately we didn't have the funds to pay back, but it only took us like six months mm. because we had the inventory. So even though there was a slowdown of supply from Japan side going through the whole 
reorganization, we have plenty of inventory to cover the whatever that we need to cover on the whole chapter 11 side and just keep going. And um, so it was lucky, us, it was lucky yeah. I started that in New Jersey. Yeah, was deal, a, right? Because that, that increased your inventory and it saw you through, right? Yeah. Not so, New Jersey, you guys would have been in trouble. It was a blessing in disguise, I guess, so to yeah, speak. Wow. But but we had to shut down New Jersey right, right. away. Right. Um, I mean, you shut it down pretty quick, I remember. It wasn't, yeah. 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 You didn't have new product coming in for a while, right? So you couldn't, I guess you couldn't. Keep yeah. It. yeah. But that's when, that's when the Nissan GTR came, R35 came to the States. Oh, right. right. So I had the cash flow and Japan was struggling mm -hmm. and they were still going through the, the whole reorg plan was like a 10 year term know that they had to go through mm -hmm. where while wow, over here 2000 2009 and the announcement of the r35 and you know I, I have still our sales still good our cash flow is still good this gtr even though japan market saying that can't do anything with this remember when they first came out you can't touch the car yeah yeah yeah, you can't access the ECU, whatever you want to do, like, you'll just trip out and then you can't right. do nothing with it. Yeah. And like, no, no we're gonna, we, we need to figure this out. Yeah. Right? So right away, we ordered one. We bought one of the first car without, like, well, I got the blessing of Trust Japan president, but mm -hmm. the VP didn't agree. But mm -hmm. like, no, we, we need to do this to just show that, you know, coming out of the whole chapter 11, there was all this news like, oh yeah, Grady's going under, it's over. Oh yeah, but, I thought, uh, I, I, uh, I heard uh, rumors that, unfortunately. Yeah, I heard rumors that Trust is going to be gone yeah. in Japan. Yeah. yeah. So like, you yeah, know. You, so you guys bought an R35, yeah. right? Yeah, and it's like, you know what, we need to, to really push this to show that, a, you know, we're a Japanese tuner brand that's still going to be you know, here to stay. And, you know, we pushed that and did, you know, a lot of the product development. And at first, Trust was against it, but then they got on board and said, okay, yeah, we do need to, to do this. Mm -hmm. So we started coming out with turbo kits, intercooler kits, and we started working with different uh, companies for tuning solution mm -hmm. and still at the time like the cob tuning was still it's one of the popular tuning solution for the platform but back then nothing existed so mm -hmm. um mr kaneko from neko corporation in japan was starting to get, kind of hack into the system mm -hmm. so we were getting a lot of information of like reflashing the ecu or even like you know trying to figure out something yeah. and that took i think about a about a year mm. with you know we were getting all the hardware together but we couldn't really properly tune it so mm. we were getting a lot of issues but it took about a good a year year and a half mm. um, of uh going back and forth and learning how to do it. and then as that came uh i think cob cob tuning Mm -hmm. kind of came around and they were able to kind of put a package together which you know started working pretty good so all we needed to do was to provide the hardware and we'll let the tuners handle that so that really r35 saved us that right. for the next you know two years after that did you guys work really closely with Cobb? uh no no actually they didn't did it on their own and then yeah yeah okay they were working with a lot of different uh tuners like S mm -hmm. sp engineering at the time 
um, some of the other, you know, tuners that was really trying to push the, the whole GTR platform here. Mm -hmm. okay. So it was working out pretty good. So that really helped us uh, for the next, you know, couple of years. With come, all the, uh, come out of the chapter yeah, 11. With all the JDM, you know, aftermarket brands that, you know, you mentioned like HKS earlier, mm -hmm. why do you think uh, Greddy was able to survive and prevail where, where a lot of them just came, you know, came and gone? From the day one, like from 90, early 90, 95, when they first opened the door here in Irvine, the whole purpose and the vision of Mr. Hayakawa, the president at the time, the owner and founder, um, wanted to, to really cater to U.S. market mm -hmm. and really develop product for U.S. market, not just bring the product from Japan and try to sell that. And we had the freedom to do what, what we needed to do to to really take that on and push the U.S. market. Where I remember like talking, I remember Bobby from HKS. Mm -hmm. um, she she was a, a GM after oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and I'll go to like a SEMA import import performance committee uh, yeah. that held like one once a month or something, and you know I'll chat with Bobby. Like, no, Kenji, you're so lucky. You guys get, like, so much freedom to do what you need to do here in the States. And, and like, for, for them, she used to always say it's such a battle to just convince Japan side to really understand what's going on here in the U.S. Yeah. And, and then develop product for to meet our market. But it seems like you guys are just, like, free to do whatever you want and whatever you need to do. Yeah. And they're 100% all for it. And that was the case where mm. the the first, very first vision was to, to really have U.S. side just have its own operation. Mm. And that's how it is today, even though, you know, the, the ownership is, is, is different. So that's the part, I think, um, that we were fortunate enough to, to have that kind of business model from the day one. And I think, like, you know, some of the other Japanese brands like, still kind of struggle because yeah, they might have the office here and staff here, but the, the, the decision makers are not here at all times to really see the changes. Like I think for the U S market, the, the whole market changed and the change is so drastic and it's so fast. Like if yeah. something happens, it's like night and day different from compared to the, the previous years. And right, right. you have to kind of keep up with mm -hmm. that. Right. So yeah. I think we, we, even like after, especially after the whole chapter 11, we really needed to refocus and reset. We had the opportunity to reset. So, okay, well, let's take all the bad and then just really push forward to kind of do what we need to do to kind of survive in this, you know, market. And, you know, back in 90, uh, 2008, nine was like a really shady, shaky situation for us. And, we didn't even know my staff used to, you know, come to me like, Kenji, are we okay? You know, yeah, well, are, and, uh, we, are we going to be working tomorrow? Yeah. 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 So yeah. because oh. of, mm -hmm. go, ahead. go ahead. Yeah. So because of that experience, we were able to really try to adjust and see what's going on every year and the changes. And then, mm -hmm. you know, whether it would go with the trend or even try to set new trends, yeah. uh, we were trying, we're, you know, we're still not financially stable where, you know, we have to just do what we can do with what we have. But I think in the perfect timing, like the whole market changed with the, just the, the whole internet, like Facebook and now the Instagram. Yeah. A lot of that has a big part in, you know, why we are here today too, because 
you know, when the whole chapter 11, right before the chapter 11 happened, we were advertised on probably pretty, pretty much all the magazine that was out there, probably like seven, eight titles. Mm -hmm. And we used to have that. Not ours. Cover you know, back cover, <laughs> oh, perf performance, uh, in the magazines. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. But you know, we had the back cover. I think, yeah. So that's why. Yeah. yeah. But trust used to pay for all that. Right. Mm. So once trust say we cannot, you know, support yeah. the U S we have to survive in Japan side. Yeah. So all that stopped, but we still have to make sure we're out there and we're still you right. know alive and well and trying to do big things. But then the internet came. The social social media really took off. Yeah. So so we were able to really you know utilize that with like free advertising kind of thing. Yeah. How about your stuff. involvement like in motorsports? So did you have free reign? Did, was it your decision to do all the activities that you? Pretty much. Had? I mean, I did. I did have to report to Japan mm -hmm. um, what we're gonna do, um, and I did pretty much have to get like approval, but. It, it was pretty much, you know, they're in the survivor mode and we're in the survivor mode. So like the motorsport program too, the, after the GTR was the Scion racing. Mm -hmm. you know, when the Scion brand was established, we were already working with them on like a lot of SEMA projects. Mm -hmm. And, uh, but then we kind of started doing a little bit more, like started with the time attack. Uh, we were, we started with the red line time attack. Mm -hmm. uh, series back then with the TC, yeah, yeah. Scion would give us a car, and it's like, hey, you know, go have fun with it. You know, mm -hmm. put your products and you know pr promote it, but go out there and race. And, yeah. and at the time, Takeshi Aizawa, who was the R and D, yeah, yeah. Um, here, mm -hmm. so he was the driver. So he built the car and then also drove the car. Yeah, and that's how our relationship with Scion grew. And then when the FRS came, that was like the the next savior for for our brand and our industry i think too but uh the frs got introduced and we were the first one to build uh, a competition um spec for kangushi yeah. 2013 and ever since I mean, now we got the the a90 supra with ken mm -hmm. um, with his program now but um you know we were able to partner up with a lot of different companies and manufacturers to to keep our business going and you know and sh show our brand and our you know the activity just just to keep active i think you know with with scion racing and the whole drift program drifting doesn't really i don't see too much return on the business side of things but mm -hmm. i think with the whole lifestyle and just the the, the whole trend that comes with the the the, the drifting side has definitely helped mm. our business more of the brand recognition because it, the, the exactly. audience is, yeah right it's it's more like a spectator the spectator sport kind of mm -hmm. where not anybody could just go hey i want to do that too and you know i mean there are kids that's doing it but yeah. it's not that common like half of more than half of the crowd that goes there is just to watch this this madness of yeah. this yeah. Yeah, drifting but but it, I mean, it's been a, a pretty interesting journey and I think it just kind of keep me, you know, within this, you know, this industry, yeah. industry and, you know, enthusiast myself. So, you know, keeps my interest going and you know, more. Yeah, Kenji, can you describe how it's all set up now and how it came to be? Because Greater USA is 
a different entity now than trust. Yes, and you are the president. So and hmm. you still take orders from Japan. I mean, or not orders, but do you still have to get approvals and stuff from yeah. Japan, all that? I mean, how's how's the, yes, somewhat, how's the relationship yeah. now? And what hmm. are you guys a total, totally independent entity? Yes, we are. Ever since uh, end of 2017, okay. uh, our current owner pretty much bought out the rest of the shares. So the, our current owner, mm -hmm. uh, Jorge Garcia, he's uh, um, he's through the the whole chapter eleven. Um, I got to meet him and introduced him to to trust to when they were still going through their reorganization. And, and Jorge uh, was what? Was he an investor? No, it was just uh, it was somebody that was introduced me uh, in introduced to me through a friend, and oh, okay. not really he doesn't really have any background in automotive or even performance or or even motorsport, but he loves Japanese culture, mm. and and he kind of as we got to know each other, he just kind of loved what we do and the brand that we have, and he just wanted he loved going to Japan, so. You know, when I introduced him to, to trust and, you know, he had some, you know, uh, capital that he wanted to kind of invest and he was looking to invest. So I introduced him to trust and took him to Tokyo Auto Salon just because he was already going there anyways. Mm -hmm. And that just kind of became like, okay, um, maybe we could work together and maybe, you know, if I, if we could ask your help to, to kind of, you know, our current situation is this, but he didn't really want to have like a come in and, you know, take part of the company and try to control it. Like that's like you guys been doing, you have history of that and, you know, just maybe. Hands I off. Could, you said yeah. Hands off. Yeah. yeah. So maybe I could help in some way, but you know, I don't know what that is. Maybe you could, you know, come up with a proposal or something where, you know, trust after we did started doing the formula d program with scion here trust kind of got interested in the d drifting as well mm -hmm. and they uh, teamed up with nissan and built r35 drift car mm -hmm. for the d1 series but in order to do that you know they didn't have the extra funds to do that and also they had all these creditors that they had to to report to so mm -hmm. we asked uh jorge to Oh, see if he'd be interested in being part of that program mm -hmm. and the owner of the car like you get to keep the car after and things mm -hmm. like that and like oh you know whatever if i get to go to all the races and give me you know pit pass and like <laughs> okay that sounds fun you know <laughs> so that relationship kind of started from that mm -hmm. and then just kind of grew and uh instead of so the whole deal was like after two years or three years i don't re quite remember i think it was after two years George was, he gets to keep the car mm. where Trust will retire and build another one or whatever it might be. But instead, Trust wanted to keep it. So it's like in return, like, how about maybe are you, if you're interested in maybe the US side, you know, maybe become a shareholder, like, mm -hmm. you know, you know, we'll give you part of shares, you know, so that you know, we don't have to deal with this, this car, this and mm -hmm. that. So, so he became a, a shareholder of Grady Performance product here in the US. Um, but and trust sold that to him? Yes. Yeah. No, just partial. Still, partial. you know, trust was still the majority shareholder. Right, right, right. Um, but that's how that relationship kind of started. Um, but in 2017, fast forward, um, trust was um, 
still going through the whole, um, you know, paying down of, it was a 10 year term and they were entering the seventh year, I believe. Um, and they need, they needed to kind of, you know, push their business and they started looking into like investors and the current, uh, parent company of trust is called G lion, mm-hmm. G lion group, uh, out of Kobe and big corporation that they, you know, they have their hands in a lot of different type of business. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, you know, they came on board and kind of took over um, trust, but trust still the president and VP is still saying Mr. Kid and Yoka today um, didn't like you know start uh, you know shifting things around. But when that happened, they wanted to kind of clean up everything. So George had partial ownership of the U.S. side. It's like you know what, maybe you know, would you be interested in just taking the U.S. side completely? Mm. So that's how you know they, they got. Um, you know separated but gritty brand the trademark is still owned by trust we still have you know we still buy all the products from uh, japan but we also have our u.s specific products that we develop on our own Mm -hmm. but we pay back royalties back to japan Ah, for for those grady branded so, so you guys are really still tied together yeah so as far as like the company yeah it's owned by you know separate it is a separate entity but we're still tied with this gritty brand and we're still i talked to the r&d team like you know i had a phone call with them zoom call with them yesterday um we have containers coming in from japan every month um so we're still you know we get to do what we need to do so it, it kind of worked out perfectly in, in, in my eyes because i get to do whatever i need to do oh you're president of the company now you're running <laughs> yeah. it yeah, worked out uh, pretty good. <laughs> yeah, but I I'm able to also just kind of keep keep that you know bloodline connected. Yeah, that's so that's to speak. Yeah, I mean, Ooh. but they focus more on Japanese. I mean, Japan market, and that's still their majority of sales. So I, right. I understand, but you know, one of some of the things that you know I keep telling them, like, look at U.S. and and rest of the world, and you know, times are changing. Need to really focus on like a lot of the, you know, more of the bigger pictures than just focusing on Japan. So mm-hmm. that's still a challenge, but because uh, Trust2 was able to hit that reset button to really realize and kind of eliminate all the bad, bad thing that happened mm-hmm. and and just kind of shift with the, the change in time. So, but I think as far as like the Grady brand, I think we're still leading the charge on the yeah. you know, US, US side and it's really affecting the rest of the world. Not Maybe not in, within Japan, but like the rest, like the Europe and the, the rest of Asia. And you know, they, I think because of the whole social media and, and the, the content that we put up and the partners that we team up with and, mm-hmm. you know, like that, that really helped where everybody is looking at you know u.s side more than japan side like it kind of did a you know it's a flip everybody used to kind of follow the japan market and try to mimic that here but i think probably more than 15 years now i think u.s is you know leading the whole performance side of things i mean it's it's always been going like this i think you know yeah up and up and up yeah if you look at r35 market today or even from day one we were doing much more with that platform than Japan side. Right. Now we've got 2,000, 3,000 horsepower 
R35 that's crazy. going crazy out here where, yeah. you know, it's not, it's not that ca the case over in Japan. Yeah. So uh, oh, go ahead, Taro. I have um, of internet and social media. You guys recently did a GPP live, right? Yes. Because uh, SEMA went away because of COVID. That's right. Uh, tell us about that. Tell us about that event. Taro, you were there, yeah. right? I was yeah. there, but you know, they had a live stream too the day after. <laughs> yeah. So that whole idea came about when, oh, did we lose? No, no, no. no this is our, this is our, our man James always on right. the ball, just giving us go. the visuals. Okay. He's invaluable, so, that man. So with this whole COVID-19, you know, the pandemic when started in April, we signed up for SEMA booth in May and we were already planning to go to SEMA, but downscale it a little bit for this year. But, uh, you know, we're, the whole planning was already moving forward. But as we were going through, living through this, you know, crazy um, times with this, you know, pandemic, you know, as month, you know, this month, this year, it just flew by so quickly. But, you know, from from May to all the way to October, like, where did all that time go? But um, as November, October, end of October, you know, came closer and closer, and was like, okay, well, we need to really figure out what's going to happen for SEMA. Mm -hmm. We have, I think we had till September 1st to cancel to get our full refund. Mm -hmm. But this is back in June, June, July. I started talking to my staff and Phil here, our GM, mm -hmm. um, started thinking, you know, saying like, maybe we need to figure, like, think of a, a backup plan. Yeah. And um, some of the staff started voicing their opinion. Like, you know what, even if SEMA did happen, I'm not comfortable going there. <laughs> yeah. You know, no be there. yeah. Yeah, and and plus, like a lot of people, I'm sure our customers gonna feel the same way. So, yeah. you know, you're gonna be spending all this money, and you know, maybe even if it did happen, it's like nobody wants to go. Yeah, include including my staff. Right. And my my family, my my wife was like, "What's what's up with Sima? You gonna go? Like you're not right. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, you're gonna be going through where you know this whole." virus still out there not there's no cure unless there's a cure you know it's it's kind of uh, unknown so it's kind of scary times so around june july we started talking about you know what um what about doing something here in our facility but since we can't invite anybody because everybody has to stay stay apart why don't we do something like live mm -hmm. and uh it just happened so that one uh, RGM Phil Chase, his uh, roommate um, Elliot, um, works with Howard Lynn and does a lot of. Uh, he has clients uh, in the uh, consumer electronic side, mm -hmm. and uh, they were doing some like live events for um, some of the some of their clients for since the CES uh, announced that they're going to cancel too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that whole idea came about and say, okay, let's do some live event. We have a showroom space, 20 by 40, kind of like a SEMA booth type, mm -hmm. you know, setup. And we do have a parking lot um, space where we could call our partners and friends to line up cars to have our own feature vehicle mm -hmm. space. So we could have this host, this whole live event 
and uh, that's pretty much what we did. Um, at, at first, like, okay, who's gonna be the host? Like, we need to hire a host. And and all my guys are like, what are you talking about? Your face of gritty. But I don't really, you know, do that. Like, even my Instagram page, I don't really, you know, do selfies and doing like, you know. Um, stories where I'm talking into the camera so I was somewhat uncomfortable with it but mm -hmm. like if we got to do we got to do you know with the limited budget that we had so mm -hmm. it kind of worked out I mean there was a lot of glitches and you know at first I was pretty nervous and I think you could tell if you watch <laughs> watch that but you know it, I was we were really uh, fortunate to have um, all the, the partnership and friendship that we have built over the years, like, you know, like Sun Kang was able, he was like totally down to come out. Yeah. I was kind of like, not sure if I should even ask him to, like, I didn't want to be that guy to take advantage of like their status and things like that. But, you know, luckily like Sun really came on board and- That's your Japanese you know, side. <laughs> <laughs> this year, he's been really heavily into, you know, the car, like building his own project cars. Oh, yeah. We had him on the show a couple yeah. weeks, a few weeks yeah. ago. Yeah. He was talking about stuff. cars more. I think, you know, with the Fast Furious 9, um, him, you know, being on that. And then I think with the COVID, where he was able to kind of you know, spend a lot, of, a lot of time to, you know, kind of focus on like different projects and we started thinking like oh you know what Fuguzi that's been uh MIA for a while yeah you know what do you think like oh I'll bring it down you want to like yeah I would love I didn't want to take it to anywhere else it was down and uh taken apart well and just sat for a couple of years mm -hmm. you know, can we bring it down and you know it's you know in a, its rightful home and have you guys work on it again and like that would be a great story if you could come down to GPP Live and kind of show, tell your story and some of the passion that you have for and what you're learning today. Yeah. And uh, you, you've, and, you've, uh, we, we talked about this with Sung, but you've <clears throat> turned him into a monster. He's like, <laughs> yeah, he didn't even like cars. <laughs> yeah, he, he's buying up cars left and right right I now. No, he didn't even yeah. like cars. <laughs> yeah, but it's great to see somebody like him that's really going out there and really, you know, enjoying this whole, you know, industry in the market. And mm -hmm. and at the same time, he's still a student. Like, he really, you know, yeah. go out there and he's learning. And it's, <laughs> it's, it's great. He, yeah, he was telling me he was he's going to Eric Aguilar's uh, shop mm -hmm. like every week, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Like an yeah, it does. Sunk, uh, Sunk's garage Wednesday. He's there today. Yeah. So every Wednesday he committed to go there because he's Eric's been you know great mm -hmm. uh, mentor to him on just every aspect from building the engine, setting up the suspension, yeah. like restoring the cars, you know whatnot. Like he's he's learning a lot from that, and yeah. it's great to see that you know Eric has the patience to to. You know, he takes a time. Wednesday is his off day, so he dedicated that his off day for yeah. for Sung, and he's really having a great time with that. So, yeah. you know, it's really great to see, and um, he appreciate everything that he's you know he sees and people that he talks to, and he wants to give back. So, he's working on a lot of different projects where. You know, whether if it's a car, you know, he'll build a car and then do a giveaway or a raise 
you know, sell it and raise funds for, you know, for charity and things mm -hmm. like that. So it's great to see that, you know, it's, it's always down to, to, you know, give back yeah. to the community that's supporting him. And, you know, other, even like, you know, like in the picture that you saw, like Daniel Wu, he came out. Oh, yeah. I had a, I had the pleasure of working with him on his uh, Honda S800 project for, uh, for La Cima and some of the other partners like Sparco and mm -hmm. Coyo Radiators to KW Suspension, Chris Marion came out, um, even like Supertech. So all the partners that we have relationship with, whether it's the business side or even the motor support side with Ken Guji's program, mm -hmm. all the partners that we work with, yeah. we, we, yeah, we yeah. call contacted them and we say, Hey, we're doing this event and we're calling out all our partners that we've worked with in the past and that supported our, our efforts. I would like to give you some, you know, uh, time to, to introduce if you already had like plans to, uh, whether display new products or introduce or debut something new at SEMA, but now we can't. So, you know, I'll, I'll give you a, a, a place that, you know, you could use our facility and our, you know, our live event to, mm -hmm. to do, do so to kind of still, you know, build that relationship um, and, and uh, kind of hype up this whole big, you know, yeah. event that we, we planned. So it was fun times. Um, we had planned to do about two and a half hours, but ended up being like four hours and like 10 minutes. Yeah. I almost lost my voice that night, but I mean, it just went by real yeah. quick. I mean, there's always I, glitches too, Kenji. There's mm -hmm. always glitches. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I had a blast. I mean, even today, like I just looked up and it's already three o'clock. I've been talking for an hour, but I mean, <laughs> it's, it's been, it's, it's, it's fun. Like it's, I think it's the passion and what we're involved in and the people that we surround ourselves with. It's just, you know, it's great times. I think yeah. we all share the same similar passion and that's, you know, that's what we, you know, it's not, it's not really the Japanese way of like, you know, Oh no, you can't talk to those companies, you know? Yeah. Yeah. If, I think ever since the whole, you know, from 2008, what, what we experienced, I try to gather as much as possible thing, you know, the, and build that network. I never used to go out and talk mm -hmm. to people or like have, you know, build relationships. So, you know, I think leading up to 2008, it was just like, you know, tunnel vision, just do what we need to do kind yeah. of thing where um, now it's like wide open. And yeah. if, if you're down to do something together, why not? So mm -hmm. that's how I think a lot of the project, like Sunkane's Fuguzi uh, being active in, you know social media and being open about like different opportunities mm -hmm. so that you know the whole scion program with drifting came about and immediately we were able to get you know kw's um support mm -hmm. you know we had our own suspension yeah and, and, and if that was before that would never fly like right. why mm -hmm. are you putting some other company's components when we could do our own you mm -hmm. know so with that i think it really helped the, the business and the brand and the relationship that I have today. So if I plan something like the GPP live, I have so many supporters that yeah. I could rely on. And it's just, and we just, 
you know, it's not like, oh, hey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you 10 minutes of time. This is how much I'm going to charge you. It's not even that. It's not like a business business, mm-hmm. you know, type where it's just strictly like relationship and just kind of keeping this, you know, this passion alive with, with everybody that we work with pretty much. So it happened the same week as a Formula Drift, right? Yeah. How did you... How did you balance that? Was Ken out there all by himself? <laughs> yes. So, well, this year, I mean, since 2019, Ken took over, took over the ownership of the program. Mm-hmm. So um, we knew the Supra was coming, but uh, last year was his last year with the 86 mm-hmm. um, that he's been on for like seven years. But mm-hmm. um, I thought it was maybe that's good timing to kind of transfer, transfer, you know, to have him kind of, manage and I see the team I see and I, I think at the end of 2018 his dad closed his shop as well the Gucci mm-hmm. Gucci Auto mm-hmm. um, and that's where he was helping out too but since his dad sold the business and he's mm-hmm. like okay well he needs to kind of figure out what he wants to do in the future mm-hmm. so I think that was some discussion that I had with Ken mm-hmm. like why don't you just take over mm-hmm. you know and manage uh, you talked with the, you know, the, the sponsor like Toyota and, yeah. you know, handle that on your own. Mm-hmm. So up until last year, my staff here, the R&D staff, Takeshi, Ben, yeah. uh, Kevin, and myself supported his program. Mm-hmm. But then this year, um, well, this year was really awkward because of the whole pandemic and yeah, yeah. Um, didn't really know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh he got with some of his friends to support his program with, you know, as far as crew goes. Mm -hmm. So he traveled, Kevin here still goes out there and, you know, helps kind of like more of a a crew chief type of role. But uh, the rest of the crew is his new crew where, you know, just his, his friends like Meng and Bobby, which they have a, a garage, shop together now mm-hmm. that they opened early this year okay. threes threes racing mm-hmm. garage yeah but uh those guys actually worked at like dealership but because of the pandemic you know they they got laid off i see um oh. but but so you know they they got their own garage to work mm-hmm. on family and friends cars which work works out pretty good but so from there yeah i haven't gone out to the the formula d Mm-hmm. Um, this year I mean, because the whole pandemic too I yeah. didn't <laughs> feel right. comfortable going out either yeah, so yeah, yeah. it kind of worked out but I'll be going out tomorrow and Friday and Sunday mm-hmm. um, since it's local yeah. yeah but uh, yeah the the whole GPP lifetiming actually the Texas run was to, supposed to be mid uh, October mm-hmm. yeah but then Texas Motor Speedway got a call from NASCAR, mm-hmm. which had an event uh, a week after or two weeks after the original Formula D date, mm-hmm. told them that um, NASCAR didn't want the, the racetrack to have any event two weeks prior to their event to, pre- <laughs> to, to okay. prevent some local outbreak. I see. You know? So by the time they get there, everybody's, you know, infected. So. Right. They, they requested not to have any event two weeks prior. So Formula D had to move um, their event I see. Uh, after NASCAR, which landed on the weekend of the GPP Live. 
Got it. So initially, the original plan was me hosting the showroom mm -hmm. and having Ken Gushi and his race car and him in the parking lot interviewing everybody out there. I see. I see. So that was the plan, but because right. you know Ken had to go to Texas, right? So we're like, oh, okay, who's gonna do that? I can't be running back and forth, mm -hmm. and uh, we called up Mickey Andre from Toronto, San Diego to, yeah. to help us out. And, you know, we've seen his YouTube channel and he's good at in front of the camera. Yeah, he's great in front you of You know, him. his personality, you know, it's, he's a great guy. Mm -hmm. I know, I met him first um, when he was the, the crew chief for Mad Mike. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, for Formula D. So, yeah, yeah. you know, I used to see him all the time. And, right. You know, just really positive five from him so yeah. I thought he'd be a, a good, good guy to, to have so you know called him and uh, it just happened so that he came to Grady to pick up some parts that for the Suzuki Cappuccino that he picked up from yeah. uh, top rank top so rank, yeah. <laughs> you know so we, we you know we were gonna have top rank here too with all the GPR so it kind of all worked out yeah, no, it was a great show. Yeah, yeah. yeah I enjoyed. But like it. I said, like with all that relationship, like we just make a call and like everybody's down to support. You know, mm -hmm. it's we're we're so blessed with that. You know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> In English. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How do you? I don't even know how to how to how to say that. But uh, James, I said it's uh, it's it's you. Everybody got mm. together because of uh, because of you, Kenji. Oh. Look, uh, look who we have. Who's huh? this? Sung? Sung's Garage. What's up? Hey, hey, Sung. What's up, guys? Hey, hey you um, made it. <laughs> are you in your 914 right now? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> What's going on, guys? Nothing much. Hey, uh, Sung, I was just about to uh, uh, give uh, Taro and James a trivia uh, question. Let's see if you can answer it. All right, okay. Kenji, you can't answer okay, because you probably know. So where did the term Gretty come from? Oh, I know the answer. Oh, you do? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> do you, son? I know Kenji told me, but I probably wasn't paying attention. Oh, <laughs> you probably weren't listening? <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> go ahead, Carl. Go ahead. Tell them. Uh, it's a, a combination of two words. Yeah. Great and Eddie, I think. Right. Yeah. Why Eddie? Well, so, because of the wind. Go ahead. Yeah. No, not the, the wind. wind. It was a, uh, you know how they named, we named hurricanes and typhoons here? Yeah. You know, with ABC. So that, that year, they, he made ready that crazy, crazy typhoon or hurricane called Eddie just devastated, uh, I think it was the U.S. I don't think it was Japan. I think it was U.S. And it was called Hurricane Eddie. And he's so great. And then he put in that hurricane. Because of the, the, the thing with the turbos, right? So, yeah. The Gretty oh, because it goes around a, like this? Yeah. Yeah. So, Gretty, Gretty is a, was, uh, within trust, the, the brand name for turbocharger-related components. And mm. the from what I heard, it was from Gretty and Eddie, like Eddie Current, like, you know, the, you know, the turbos, oh, pool, the, the wheels. You know, I think spin. the president actually told me at that time, oh, Eddie yeah. from the hurricane, because it was oh, named okay. uh, hurricane named Eddie that year. Uh, this was a, the strongest hurricane of the year. So, uh, yeah, but, talking about yeah, Eddie, like next month like we're going to ask you again. Okay, so you better remember the answer. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he got the straight answer just now. <laughs> <laughs> well, just remember, great and Eddie. Yeah, yeah, great Eddie. Hey, so uh, we heard Sung's uh, um um um. Um, rendition of how you guys met, but Kenji, why don't you tell us how you and 
uh, song came together with and and the whole the, the whole Fuguzi thing. Oh yeah, so we're at this nightclub and then we're just you know with me and my friends just hanging out and. <laughs> Is this you know, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think uh, when Song uh, and his friends um, Mike and Greg uh, got together and you know looking at something fun to get into, you know they don't. Um, play golf or anything but they wanted to kind of build a like a project car right so they were starting to look and then I think they came up with the 240z and I think I forgot who it was but they started looking at on Instagram and at that time Mr. Mira from PRA Kyoto the uh, creator of uh, Rocket Bunny and Panda uh, White Body Kit mm-hmm. just um, put out a rendering of uh, a white body kit for 240Z and they caught it and they made a comment like if anybody could get um, have access to something like this let, let, let me know and my my fitting manager Mike here saw that and said hey should we contact them and then and this is through all through Instagram <laughs> and uh, crazy uh, yeah uh, sang him Michael came down and you know they, it's like yeah we just want to have you know fun with his car and nothing crazy but that ended up being a, a SEMA SEMA bill for that year yeah a SEMA bill and an award winner and then and then something that he couldn't he can't even drive anymore after you know the whole idea was to have fun at the racetrack but uh, it's become the most famous 240z in the world I think for maybe sure, at this sure. time so yeah. Congratulations on both of you on that. That's a, it's no, amazing. That's that's you know that's the power of fifty year old car, and you guys no, made it. That's the power. I mean, it, it really yeah. is. I think it was the power of the community at the time, guys. Yeah, I mean, that's true. Yeah. I, you know, people keep saying that's why they don't say it's Sung's you know two forty. They call it the Fuguzi. It's something that I, you know the mm. community at the time. I think they needed an ambassador, and they used the Fuguzi as you know they channeled their love into that car. I mean, that car is an estimate of the community out there that loves the old cars. And like from the fastener kit, you know, there's a guy named Chris in the Midwest. I think he's in Oregon. I don't know where he is. He's in the middle Midwest somewhere. On oh, the Nashville, Tennessee. Yeah, he, he does the Z-Con stuff. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Right? And he, he did, he sent us the fastener kit for the Fuguzi. I ran into him when I went to go see the 400 and he goes, hey, um, you know, we've met once before, but, you know, I'm really connected with you. And I was like, what? And he goes, yeah, I'm the one that sent you the fastener kit for the food. <laughs> I've been looking for you, man. Yeah, I was there. <laughs> yeah. To say thank you because, you know, that car, the, the kit that, all, the fastener kit still looks beautiful in the car. And, mm. and every time I see that, I go, who was this guy that sent us a whole kit for free <laughs> just because he loves the car and he wanted to support it right yeah and, it's awesome yeah, yeah. So, even during that build like people would just come out from nowhere and like you know wanted to support and think that was a, a great experience and even like you know that's how you're meeting a lot of new people too sung and learn learning about a lot of different things and you know the, the support from the community whether whatever it is, you know, it's, 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 a, it's been a pretty, pretty cool experience. Sure has. Hey, so we, um, 
we had to leave uh, Sung's interview last time and we didn't get a chance to talk about the Z Proto, right? Let's, right. let's, let's talk about the Z Proto. Kenji, what do, what do you think of the? I, I think it's great. I think it's going to do good. I think that's something that's uh, everybody's been kind of waiting for. I mean, there's always like the plus, plus and minus, like, you know, the, you know, the haters going to hate always, but mm -hmm. the timing is good. The design is good. I think the Z fan, I, I mean, every, everybody loves Z's, right? And I think it's, the timing is good. Um, and just the design overall, I think it, it works. And I haven't seen it in person yet. Uh, Sang, uh, thank you for inviting me to go to that, but I, I couldn't make it that day, but I think in person probably going to even look better, I think, than, you know, in pictures or videos. So I think it'll do good when it, when it comes out. What do you think, Son? I got the opportunity to go see the car twice. Um, and the first time, I, you know, I, I, I didn't have a lot of expectations because I'm not a, I have no attachment to the 370 or 350. You know, there is uh, memories in the 300, you know, Z twin turbos from the 90s because a few friends had them. But, you know, I, I have I have no connective, like, you know, like love affair to any 350 or 370. So I was kind of expecting that um, numbness when I went to actually go see it. And I, you know, I wasn't like waiting in line or, you know, like, and chomping at the bits to go see the car either. Somehow I just had the opportunity. I was invited by, you know, Sean and, you know, you were there, yeah. Carl. And, um, and I tell you, man, something about that car is, is mesmerizing. Like when you first like fall in love, you know, with your like first, you know, <laughs> brush and she's actually, you know, kind of flirting back with you because she's familiar. It's not like something, it's not like seeing a new Ferrari going, wow, it's so, it's so amazing. It's so out of my reach. This is so, you know, it's so aspirational. It's a Ferrari, but with this Bear Lady Z, this Proto, it feels familiar, mm -hmm. but it feels, it feels safe. It feels nurturing. It feels respectful. It feels nostalgic. It feels sexy it feels um it feels like limitless in terms of like the community that's going to come around this car and I, I was like if any car company could use covid right now and use the negative and flip it with it with flip it into a positive by using a car this was the perfect car because there's already a fervor and a love affair for you know the old Z out there, from the S30 to the to the 300s to the 350s. So there's a massive community throughout the world, and they have given something for us to like gather together and celebrate. And it's pretty awesome because even just like offering that manual option, it's so cool because you know gearheads love manual cars, and if you want to make a performance car, like you know. That's what you need. You need to have that in, as a foundation. And and I feel like the pictures, you know, when they say it never does it justice, that's the best way to, you know, meet a car where you're not expecting much and something about the cars, you know, I guess, you know, 
It, it just it just grabs hard, if you will. I mean, I don't. It's like it's like Camara San and Alfonso. They like one of them is a GPR and one of them is a four three two forty Z, and they have and this car came out. You know, is it's so beautiful. It's just a lovely, lovely car. I mean, I don't. I, I, I don't work for Nissan. I don't get paid by them. And this is the first new car that I've ever said that I would buy and just keep it stock because it's a great, great, like, opus, I guess. We'll see how long that lasts uh, <laughs> with uh, Kenji as your friend. We'll see how long that lasts. I can yeah, appreciate but... completely stock, like, original, like, OEM kind of, you know, I think now that I'm older, like I could really appreciate that. Oh, don't say that. Don't say that. Don't say that. Don't hate yourself. Yeah. You turned an automatic Civic into a manual Civic, okay? Yeah. But, <laughs> that, but yeah, that, like, like, so I'm just listening to you. Like, I don't know why, but the, it, it's sexy, nostalgic. Like, I don't know why it popped up, but it was like the Casey and JoJo R&B yeah. song from the back in the day kind of, kind right. of feel. Yeah. That's right. Look at yeah. that picture. Look at that picture of that, that, that since 1969. Look at that little Easter egg. They put, like, there's no reason for a new car to have that there except for that's like a tip to that to us. Yeah, yeah. this is that's true. This caught my heart. I was like, oh man. Hey, Taro, do you yeah. see that? Uh, you see your photo down there, uh, almost straight down. I think it's the next photo of the Fair Lady Z um, uh, badge on the, on the rear deck. Oh, yeah. yeah, that. Do you know that that thing was on straight? As yeah. it was getting packed up, and then I heard about that too. Yeah, yeah. Tyson said, uh, "That doesn't look right," and he took it off himself and says, "Put it back on, but give it an angle." And and uh, I think nice. it looks better like that. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. That's it's how so it should better. be. Yeah. yeah. You know the two thumbs you know, up from these guys. All right, All right that's good. Yeah. You know yeah. what's awesome is that you can see. I mean, with all this negative bullshit that's happening in the world um, and divisiveness, um, just the fact that Fair Lady Z is, you know, they're able to put that on a car now with pride and, and not have the same kind of, you know, uh, stigma it did when Mr. K took it off, right? When it mm. first came to the United States. Mm. It says a lot, man. Like, every time I look at that, I, I don't just look at, like, I just mm. don't see a name. I see, wow, it's a you know, we as a world, we as car consumers have evolved where I'm okay driving a car that's called Fair Lady now without question. There's no like, well, what's yeah. the problem? You know, back yeah. then it's like, you can't have Fair Lady on a car. That's, you know, that's, what are you, you what are you, a Fair Lady? <laughs> <laughs> or some might even think it's sexist, you know? So, yeah. 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 People get offended too easily these days, but yeah, yeah for sure that's that's definitely a, a great and perfect touch to that. So, um, Sung, what what color are you thinking? Uh, I would like to keep it uh, nine oh four Kilimanjaro white. White. Oh, I, I'm I'm for white too. Yeah, that car I think would look really good in white. I, yeah, I, would, I, think, yeah, I would like yeah, to see white. Yeah, I because mean, all it, that. Is that the same uh, color as uh, the Fugu? Correct. Yeah, okay. So you'd have matching pairs almost, just, you know, separated 50 years apart. Yeah, it'd be nice to have, like, a newer, fresher take on the Kilimanjaro White with maybe, mm -hmm. you know, you know, 
yeah, maybe some sparkles in there, I guess, you know, maybe, oh, you know, okay. yeah. Like, yeah, change it up, modernize it a little bit, but that would be nice. I mean, it would look really good with offset with all that black carbon fiber. Yeah, know, definitely that black and white. Yeah. What about you? What color would you like? I'm always been a gunmetal, you know, a gunmetal type of guy, gunmetal gray, dark gray. All my cars are usually that color because black, I like black, but it gets too dirty. So does white. White stands up a little too much. So I, yeah, that's, and silver, I, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of, you know, sick of silver. So I, I would, what about you, Taro? I, I think a silver would be mm-hmm. kind of cool. Yeah, it's kind of bland, isn't it? What about you, Mr. Mikion? Look, I like everything bright, so I want to get the most bright color I could get from the palette. That's what I'm looking for. I want probably that yellow. Yep, if it's going to be that yellow, that's what I'm happen to want it to be. Oh, cool. <laughs> Yellow's not bad. Yellow is nice. Yeah, very nice. Yeah. Well, Kenji, we've been an hour and a half with you. Wow. Yeah, it f- feels like 15 minutes. Wow, that's good. I yeah. think that's good. Yeah. <laughs> so, thanks for your time thanks for time. joining yeah. us yeah Sung it's great to see you again thanks for joining you're playing course, with your ponytail <laughs> yeah my hair is growing to be I, you know so the COVID thing is my my hairstylist you know because she's been shut down she she somehow gave me a, this really dramatic story and convinced me to get a perm to give her more money <laughs> okay and, and and I'm I'm really unhappy with never get a print from a, from a from Well, you know what? So you have a really easy out. You could just say, Oh, it's for a part, man. No, yeah. man. It's for a part. I look, I look like Shirley Temple for like five days, man. I, I feel left out out of this conversation. <laughs> hey Sung, you were on uh, the, the smoking tire yesterday, right? Oh, oh yeah, that's yeah. right. Oh, yeah. that's right. Yeah. How was how was that? I haven't I haven't heard it, seen it yet, but I was at the uh, I was there last week. Oh yeah, it's it's like a Fast and Furious set there. Yeah, the <laughs> place is awesome. Yeah, I haven't Pretty. been to his new place yet, so we're having it's Matt pretty. on next 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 week. Yeah, Matt's pretty. He's super cool, man. It was, it was. It's it's great to meet people in the car community because I go in there, you know, a little nervous because I go, man, what if they start drilling me on, you know, like all these like technical questions that. You know, I need Kenji there to answer. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, I need I need Kenji too to answer all those questions for me. Yeah, and uh, but you know, it it was it was cool because it was like just a you know a friend that wanted to talk about life and you know kind of common interest and it was it was awesome, man. It's like it's nice. It's a nice reminder that hey, you know, with all this shit going on, it's pretty cool that you know I get you know to be invited and welcomed, you know, you know, within people in the car community that I've never met. And that's pretty awesome, man. So, yeah, yeah. no, Matt's a, Matt's a good dude. Yeah. Yeah. Matt's a good dude. He knows his watches too. So. Oh yeah. 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 <laughs> so. yeah. 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 Awesome. 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 Well, thanks guys. Thanks for joining us. We're going to yeah. get on to our interview. Are you going to stick around? Yeah, I can stick around. Okay, you might be interested yeah. in my uh, first uh, first scoop story. Okay. 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 I gotta go. Because... All right, okay. son. Thanks, buddy. All right, son. Yeah. Hey, Kenji. Bye, I'll son. see you. I'll see you tomorrow, Kenji. I'm yes, going sir. To, I'm going to uh, go watch Ken Gucci um, go drift tomorrow. So. That'll be, uh, be fun. Yeah. So. See right. you guys. Bye. See you. Bye. Bye. Bye.
Okay, bye. Bye-bye. Okay, Tara, what should we do? Should we, uh, James, what do you, you got stuff today or? I've always got stuff, Sam, but do you want to go first with yours? Well, Kenju's here, so I don't have to borrow Oh, okay, yeah, that's true. That's true. I think Kenji would be equally interested in what you have to say, too. And you could try to convince him to be, um, uh, what, what was that, uh, <laughs> that racing series that you're always plugging? Speedway. Speedway, yeah. Speedway. <laughs> He's trying to get us get us to go. Okay, so let's start with mine, then. So, James, I can, I, can, um, I can ask you to... Nissan the photos. Honda? No, no, we'll do the Nissan. So, Kenji, R36. Yeah. Okay, so this is what we've got. Okay, so here we go. We'll start. Okay, so uh, I sent our otaku spies to go out hunting, and I told them uh, we have enough stuff on the Z, enough stuff on the Supra, enough stuff on the 8.6, right? We've had that for, mm -hmm. you know, uh, we've just been covering that crazy. And the BRZ, the new one, just was introduced yesterday. I don't know if you saw the photos of it. Mm -hmm. So we were on that. Yes, I did. So I said, hey, all right, so give me something with a little more teeth, guys. And uh, best car said, hey, we have something. And our otaku said, we're talking to Beskar. We're going to get information on this um, um, uh, um, rendering that they have. And uh, they all delivered. So of all, uh, uh, of all things, a scoop of information, this, this, uh, this episode is on the next generation Nissan GTR, which we hear is scheduled for 2025. So that's five years from now. That's still a ways away. So we're looking way, way far ahead. Okay, so uh, our Otakus uh, complained that the development for the next-gen car, this R36, is, has been temporarily halted because, you know, because of this pandemic, no one could, they, they, the things were just too much uh, in the air in the future. So um, for the time being, uh, they've decided to sell the R35 GTR at least until 2022, maybe longer. So the R35 is going to be here for at least another two years. But what seems to have lit the Nissan fire, uh, the lit the fire at Nissan among their executives is uh, the buzz that the Proto, the Z, uh, this new Z created, right? Because it's been all over the place. We have you, you know, Taro, you, you've been covering it. Kenji says he likes it. So it's, you know, and there has been a lot of love it or hate it, but uh, overall the response has been just amazing for Nissan. So after a, uh, Mr. Carlos Ghosn's dramatic departure, which we also covered a while ago. They could use right? some good news, right? Yeah, well, a lot of projects that were immediately canceled after uh, the whole Ghosn thing, right? Because uh, Nissan just had to restructure it. I mean, it was just a crazy scandal. Yeah. Scandal. They, they, they cut a lot of programs, right? Mm -hmm. uh, they're starting to revisit some of them. And um, some of them have even been resurrected. That's what our spies are telling me. Okay. And one of these is possibility of a hybrid-powered GTR. Okay. Mm. The thinking behind that project is because the R35 has been uh, just an awesome brand image success. I mean, for Nissan and for people like Freddie, right? I mean, it's, mm -hmm. just, it's just been, you know, it, it's almost like even if you can't sell, you know, a million um, 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 units, I mean, just the... Just, just the um, the image that that thing brings to a company yeah, has, a been, flagship, uh, right? has been, yeah, yeah it has been a success for sure. And it's been keeping the you know the company in the forefront of performance, and uh, it's injecting assignment into what could have easily been a pretty dull company when you think of it, because they've lost a 240SX, right? In the U.S., I'm saying um, the Z's been old, right? It's been getting old, so 
So the brands, the brass, brass are kind of convinced that the R36, 36 should be seriously considering the the project should get a green light. So what's been on the draw, drawing board is adopting a mild hybrid system with a 48 volt battery. So uh, and they usually call this 48V for short, right? And uh, it just uses an integrated starter generator. So they call it the ISG, right? ISG uh, hybrid, uh, integrated starter generator that allows the engine to switch off when coasting or braking and supplement the gasoline engine under acceleration while also, you know, uh, keeping the regenerative braking to keep the battery topped up. So while th there's a pretty good uh, reduction in fuel use and carbon monoxide, carbon um, dioxide. Uh, it's not as clean as a plug-in hybrid or, you know, or PHEV, right? Mm -hmm. uh, and of course, it's not as clean as a pure EV, but making the GTR a mild hybrid will allow the car to retain the identity of a gasoline-powered badass sports coupe, because most of the uh, power is coming from the engine, a uh, gasoline engine, and but one that you won't need to charge for several hours, you know, like even um, mo most uh, plug-in hybrids, some of them you don't have to even, uh, they usually have a small engine to, um, a parallel hybrids have a small engine to keep the battery topped up. But EVs, you know, you, you, you know, at the very least, when you're running really low, you got, you, you, it's going to take 30 minutes, right? 20 yeah. to 30 it's minutes to, be closer to at 80%, like a, right? Charge. So, you know. Maybe closer to like an I-8? Maybe, maybe. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, I mean, when you have a, something like a GTR, let's say you take it to a track or something, you're going to go, you know, you're going to go through fuel or, electric power like that so mm -hmm. yeah. you know just to keep it just to keep it fun still and um in 2025 there's going to be uh new emission targets right for companies to follow so uh most of the car companies are saying hey man we we should just hybridize hybridize <laughs> hybrid make everything hybrid everything uh and um one 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 uh cars like the gtr are the probably the ones that are uh GTR, maybe even the Z, will be more apt to be hybrid instead of pure electric, right? Mm. So, so that's where the GTR getting a hybrid is 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 the big uh, news. Um, so they are the Nissan engineers are thinking about adding the ISG mo uh, electric motor to the current drivetrain. ISG mean integrated starter generator. Um, this means that the GTR will, if if they keeps the current engine setup and everything will receive an extra 30 horsepower so that'll bring the base model to about 600 horsepower wow. and 630 for the nismo right mm -hmm. at least uh and kenji's going well that means seven eight nine hundred for us <laughs> but i don't know how you, you you guys will have to you guys will have to up your game kenji because these things are going to be you know it's going to be electric car and you know hybrids like yeah. in the near future even these performance cars so you know, things are going to, you're going to have to use that uh, mechanical engineering background and get electrical. <laughs> yeah, you need to hire an electrical engineer too. <laughs> so the motor, uh, the motor itself uh, in the, uh, in the R36 will deliver 383, almost 400 pound feet of torque, of instant torque. So the GTR, the new R36 will be definitely quicker off the line because the motor will be take, get, you know, getting it off the line. Mm -hmm. which will be it's like that and then from there the engine could take it over once everything's spooled up so right, right. it could be an incredibly fast car yeah yeah right so and the car will probably they say will undergo a full design change inside and out so all i have to say is uh, and we don't know if it's going to work like uh, look like these uh images that you see here but uh, this is 
Um, from all the information gathered, the rendering guy at Best Car, who's I've known for like many years, uh, said this is this is this is how it will look like. Um, I just don't. God, I hope they don't put on those horrible headlights. I mean, the <laughs> headlights look pretty bad, right? So, yeah. and this is not the color I would get it in either. But you no. know, I mean, it's a hybrid car, so it's got to look futuristic. So you know, they, they might go with that. Yeah. So when you guys start hearing about um, uh, information and stuff on the R36 years from now, a couple of, like a year next year, a year from remember, who was first? We have uh, speed, man. Uh, <laughs> channel, right, Taro? Right. <laughs> okay, so I would like to go around the table and kind of get everyone's take on all the stuff I just shared with you, all the scoop, break, late breaking stuff. And let's start with our guest, Kenji. Unless you don't want to go first. Yeah, sure. I mean, design-wise, I, I, I like it. Even the, the headlights, not too bad. Okay. It does yeah. look futuristic, you know? Yeah. And it's Something instantly that... recognizable as a GTR. Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. So that vertical line you see on the front, the bumper in front of the fender, that kind of has that, that mm -hmm. Nismo, the current Nismo look. Oh, right, right, right. You know, and just the grill part. So, I mean, it has the current model, like... You know some of the lines or the features the tail light kind of immediately thought uh has that kind of like the the uh the new z yeah i think they're the, saying the, some of the bodies the go, yeah they say some of the body's gonna go through the tail lights. i go what and i mm. look at it like this i go eh, i don't know if i like that i like i just mm. like nice simple round tail lights yeah, yeah. The, the wing pretty nice i think yeah the wing yeah, yeah. The whole design, yeah, futuristic, like something that that would come out in the Mandalorian, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Minority Report, whole, whole, yeah. Hey, yeah, that's the, Audi, though. That's Audi. Yeah. No, no, oh, not, no, that's my, Lexus. Lexus. Ma, ma, no, yeah. the the, uh, the Star Wars Mandalorian. Mandalorian. Oh, Mandalorian, yeah. 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 So, Kenji, what do you think about the I like hybrid it. route? Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll start Does it make sense? I mean, for for us, it's kind of definitely like you said, it's going to be a difficult one. We'll, mm -hmm. we'll start off with maybe get get the lug nuts ready. <laughs> oh, start <laughs> with the wheels. <laughs> yes, we'll, we'll start with some accessories. But yeah, I mean, the hybrid side of things or EV, like I know that everybody's kind of going going towards mm -hmm. it, and a lot, a lot of my friends are even you know contacting me, and like they they already shifted to Teslas and. Right, that, but uh, you know, it's just it's gonna be a challenge for us. But I think you know, with the technology, we might be able to do something. But uh, until we see the car and really learn about it, but I mean, we haven't even touched any hybrid or EVO. I take mm -hmm. that back. We did have a turbo kit for a, a CRZ back in the day, but we pretty much tell how well did. You know, a hybrid, I still think you could probably do stuff with it, right? I mean, yeah, it, it yeah. still needs an exhaust. Mm -hmm. um, it's still, you know, I mean, it's still, you know, burning fuel, right? Mm -hmm. So, you know, I mean, you could, if it's turbocharged, you could throw, you could still throw bigger turbochargers on there. But right. once it gets to all EV, then what, what does a company like Ready going to do, right? So even though yeah. we're looking way, way, way in the future, right? Mm -hmm. So I, and I kind of like, I, I, I mean, EVs are great, but, you know, I mean, I, I still want to be able to go from zero running out of power to re-topping it full tank, you know, in like mm. five, 10 minutes instead of 20, 30, 40 minutes, you know, that's why, I mean, I don't mind the hybrid route. I think for supercars, especially if you're going to 
track them, it, yeah. hybrid makes sense. You could just yeah. fill it up with gas. So I think so. Yeah. So yeah. So you like it? Yeah, I like it. The overall design looks good. I think. Oh, you do? Okay. Well, yeah. the best car guys know. So, Mister hmm. uh, McKeown, we're gonna go with you. I really like this shot of the car. I think it's a really good um, rendition. Yeah, it looks what, good here. What the R35 is. And also, I think it's got the stance in this position of an R32 as well in regards to when you're looking at it. It sits nice with me. Mm -hmm. um, I did think that I was, I was looking at the headlights, and, I mean, there are a lot to take in. And then I was thought, well, and then I had to remember what the ITEL design uh, headlights looked at to say, were they this unique? And so I pulled up the um, ITEL car, if you bear with me, and I'll just... Uh, right, uh, the uh, uh, GTR35, R35, whatever it's called, yeah. The yeah, ITEL well, design one? Yeah. Yeah. So the headlights on here do look much nicer, I think. Uh, but you yeah, I like see, these better. You yeah. can see where they've come to that from, though, from there, especially uh, with the bonnet as well, be. the scoops in. Hmm. Um, so I think it's nice that they're taking like inspiration from the ITEL design car as well when they're thinking about it as well, which is kind of interesting in a different route. Hmm. Um, obviously, you know me, I differ a little bit from you, Sam, in regards to I think full EV is the way to go. But um, I mean, look at Europe now with yesterday the law they produced not going to be selling any direct petrol, direct diesel cars in the UK from 2030. Yep, yep. everything's uh, going to be a hybrid. I mean, that's just the bare minimum now. It's going to be a hybrid coming in. And you've got to think, obviously, with them talking about this 2025, they're going to be selling the car for at least 10 years. So it can't just be a direct petrol engine. It has to have a hybrid version for, for Europe. It would seem to be the thing going forward. So, yeah, well, emission, well, the emission requirements, too, they're going to have to. So, you know, like the cafe requirements. So. Yeah, so it makes it makes total sense to me. I mean, I think it's, I mean, I think that 30 horsepower seems a little bit of a low bump for it. I think that with that EV motor, it'll be a little bit more. It, it could mean, be. These are just yeah, really all, preliminary reports. You but then I always, I always think it's funny. I mean, how fast does this go to north to 60 now, the Nismo version? Just standard? No, it's I like mean, three seconds or less. You know? Yeah, it's like less than three seconds. I mean, it's like, you get to a point is how much faster can you go to like 60? I mean, it's like... It's, yeah, it's ask like, Kenji that question. He'll, 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 <laughs> they're going for 2.0. <laughs> yeah, well, no, what I mean, but at that point, as you, when you're trying to get to the next to the traffic lights, does it matter if it's 2.0 or is it 2.2? Does it really matter, Kenji, at that point when the wife's driving? No, uh, not the wife's driving. Yeah, I mean, even me, I, I probably won't need that kind of speeding either anymore. No, but you know what? These, <laughs> a lot of people who buy these, well, I don't think a lot of people, I would say very low percentage people, but some people who buy these. Uh, they like the overall bounce, how fast it could go on the track, you know? Yeah. Of course, of course. But, and and yeah. Sam, I think also to your point where you're talking about tracking this all day, I mean, yes, we'll do your track car all day, but you do, do know as well that we obviously have different track groups that generally will run like a different class. You'd easily have enough time almost by now. And then you got to spend another $8,000 on tires too, which you don't want to do, so. So you know what I mean? It's like those things. It's not, I think everything within reason is going to be coming down with these for the next five years when this comes through. But I do like yeah. it. I think it's nice. It's going to be fun. I like that Nissan's going out this way and, and looking into new things for their sportier range of sorts. Okay, Taro, you. Um, I don't like the color of this car. Okay, come on. Let's get past the color. I mean, it could but, be any color. Um, it is uh, representing uh, the, you know, the Godzilla Japanese uh, Gundam yeah. design, so I think I it still think has that Gundam look, doesn't it? It still has it, the maybe Gundam. even more. Yeah, yeah. it's they've yeah. gone a little. The best car guys have gone a little bit overboard with the Gundam look, I think. But I think the the 
the way like the Aria um, has come out and the way like the Tile Design GTR um, we've seen, the R35 will look much better than this rendering, I hope. R36. Uh, R36, yeah. R36 will look much better um, than, than this look. But uh, going to the, uh, the hybrid, I, I think I'm, I'm kind of down to that, you know, with the, the torque of the electric motor and the, the gas, you know, um, engine combined. Mm. It could, as you say, Sam, it, we could, this car could come up with some crazy, crazy numbers. Yeah, crazy number. And I'm kind of looking forward to that, yeah. So yeah. I'm a thumbs up for this, this idea. You know, I love the GTR. Loved it since R32. So, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm all for it. I can't, I can't wait to see it. Kenji, uh, Trust in Japan and Greddy here, I mean, either one. What is the highest horsepower GTR that you guys created? Uh, 1500 on uh, the R35? 35, yeah. Oh, that's a lot. Of yeah. And, and it, it probably hooks up okay because it's a all-wheel driver, yeah. no? I mean, yeah, it's, a, it's still a challenge we were doing, trying to get into the eight second. This is back in like two. Eight second quarter mile. Mm -hmm. 2000. Yeah. Uh. So it was one of the earlier ones before like all these 2000 horsepower right. cars who were coming out, but. I mean, it's an amazing car, like with a dual clutch system that with the 35, it changed the whole game on the whole, you know, skyline. You know, the Japan even had this whole, uh, you know, nine second club with the, you know, RH9 group where, you know, you have to be able to run nine seconds in the skyline to be in that prestigious club. But I think with the 35, just, Photons and boost up. You were already running nine seconds easy, so. Yeah. But like, yeah, with the new technology, definitely, and with this becoming, you know, with the hybrid and with that kind of instant torque, it's it's gonna be a pretty amazing car, I think. So it looks like thumbs up all the way. We all agree that there should be an R36, and we are all okay with it being hybrid, except James says um, he'd rather have it all EV. Yes, because I don't like petrol stations. Yep, <laughs> right. pretty much wraps it up. All right, so you guys be on the lookout for uh, R36 news coming up. You heard it here first. Okay, so moving on to my second car, and we work the otaku say we're going to keep it all supercar. So uh, let's talk about what's been kind of a disappointment at the um, uh, at the dealerships, or at, at least in the U.S. Um, the Honda slash Acura NSX. We've all voiced our opinions about how unhappy we are with the current. Oh, not unhappy, but we're a little disappointed. We thought <laughs> it was good. But to say the people at Honda and Acura are a bit disappointed with the popular popularity of the NSX uh, super sport, sports car would be an understatement too. Because, you know, they, they were I'll hoping. be honest and say I'll be, it'd yes. be more popular with me if they let me borrow one for a week. That's what I'll say about that. Okay, there's then James there's will love it. Okay, James. James could be your only fan if you guys. Uh, get, I still, get, I, I still want it. Well, I still <laughs> want it if someone's gonna give yeah. me one, but. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I could but afford it, it. Yeah, I know, and you know, I mean, after all the marketing, remember with Jay Leno and Jerry Seinfeld, and you know, and when I went to Jay Leno's garage a few months ago, that he 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 had that first or second NSX there in his garage, but it was in the back and it was just being charged. It didn't look like anyone's driving it, so. <laughs> <laughs> so, so it should come as no surprise then for, you know, that the company has been debating whether to bring out a third generation version of the car. So okay. there are 
reports that uh, there was going to be a third generation version of the car. And, um, and that is because the first generation car is getting this revived popularity, you know, on the used car market and yep. everyone's loving. I wanted to buy one and then I did, you know, I waited a few months and then boom, I'm priced out of the market now. You know, they're asking for like some of like eighty to a hundred thousand dollars for them. I go, yeah. crazy. You know, yeah. and I, I, and you know, when I was looking for one, it was like they're going for a 30, 30,000 bucks. So mm-hmm. they tripled in price. So, too late. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, anyways, and it's still one of my all time favorite cars. I'm, you know, even though I'm, I'm more, I'm a Nissan guy, I'm a Toyota guy, I mean, Mazda, Honda's the, you know, the one big mark that has so many fans that, you know, I've never really, you know, like, I, you know, I was never really a Civic guy. I was never really a, a, a but the NSX, what the first NSX I thought was, it still could be one of my, it could be my favorite all-time Japanese car. But uh, so the execs at Honda will have a, you know, they're, they're going to have a big challenge of bringing back excitement of the first car if they come up with the second one. So uh, a designer named Jordan Rubenstein Tower, and he gave us a preview of what a third generation model could look like. Uh, he's an independent designer, not affiliated with Honda, but when he came up with these renderings, dude, they went viral. They're all over the place. I don't know if you guys seen them anywhere, but you just put in like 20, I think, uh, 2025 Acura NSX. His, 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 uh, and uh, even the Japanese magazines were covering this. Oh, really? I've never yeah. seen these. Yet. Yeah. So the images went viral. So we thought we would share them with you and see what you guys thought and our readers. So according to him, the next model will probably not be a hybrid, but powered by, well, well he says it should be powered by a twin turbocharged beast. V6 that'll make about 700 horsepower. I don't think that makes much sense because you know why would they go from a hybrid to back to a regular gasoline power <laughs> yeah, car? I, I think, think if so. anything they go to all EVs. So, yeah. so anyways, these are the um, photos. Um, uh, you could ch- kind of take a look at uh, the. Um, y- you know what's awesome are these headlights. Yeah, the headlights yeah, are cool. totally. Yeah, they 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 don't appear, but unless when you use them, boom, they appear. Okay. So that's kind of cool. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Next, um, uh, and that's the interior. They say they it needs to be totally cleaned up. Just make it a cockpit, simple as possible, yet um, uh, um, um, highly technical. And to me, this is a little lonely. I I could use a little. I I like a little clutter in my cockpit. So this, you know. So, uh, but I'll get your takes on it in a while. Uh, go ahead, James. Do you have any more photos? I should have some. Uh, here's the rear. I think the rear is pretty striking. Uh, it has a really a uh, the um, uh, canopy jet, the jet pilot, you know, kind of uh, cockpit like uh, uh, the first generation had. So he retained that, and then the and then this is kind of the overall uh, look of the front. So yeah, that's a good angle. Yeah. yeah. So, anyways, uh, yeah. first of all, what do you guys think about another generation NSX? Do we need one? Do we want one? Does Honda need one? Number two, if it is to come out, what should what what should it be? Should they keep with a hybrid? Because uh, to me, I think they lost something with the hybrid. To tell you the truth, you know, because that one, the growl of the uh, the original NSX, you know, when you opened up the throttle, is just wonderful. You don't get that with this new car, even though this new car is highly technical. And would you guys buy one? So, when did the second generation NSX come out? Not that long ago. Has it been that long, though? Oh, it's been a while now. Yeah, I mean, God, I, I, it's been a long, huh? It's like been a while years? since. Uh, um, uh, let me see. Let me see. Is it due for? Uh, I mean, we're not talking it's, about you know, twenty twenty. You know, twenty sixteen. Twenty sixteen. Thank you, James. 
So 2016. So yeah, it's been four years. So yeah, so that's why it's 2025, probably, you know, eight, nine years until they, yeah, they come up with a new one. That so. kind of makes sense. Um, so first gonna... of all, let's go, I'm going to go backwards now. So Taro, yeah, since you're talking perfect, we'll go with you. What, uh, what are your thoughts on not, we all know we, none of us really are huge fans of the current NSX, but should, should the NSX, what do you think about a third generation NSX? Um, I'm what do you think all, about these drawings too? Well, I like the, uh, like I said, I like that, that angle kind of from the three quarters, uh, you know, from the front and the back angle is nice too. I, somehow the car doesn't look too flattering on the first picture. This one I like. Mm -hmm. um, maybe from the bottom, it, does, it just doesn't, it kind of looks a little weird, but the designs are cool. I like it. Um, the hidden headlights I love because that kind of like, brings yeah. back the pop-up headlights of the original, right? Yeah, exactly. First generation one, but it's futuristic now because nothing pops up. Yeah. It's hidden and then it, the lights come on. So. Yeah. And it, the, the lines are a little bit more retro compared to the, the second gen. Mm -hmm. Which I like. Yeah, yeah. So... I like the design uh, overall. I think it's I think it's cool. Uh, you think it's an homage to the first generation? Because I think that's what he was going for. I think it is, right? Yeah. I think yeah. it is. Um, it looks a lot more closer to the first gen. Yeah, it's, it's which a I lot think is more good. sleeker. Do you like this better than the current car? Yeah, I do. You do? Yeah. Yeah, I do. And James is going to complain about this, but I, I don't think it has enough cup holders. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, Kenji's next though. We're going backwards. So Kenji, what do you think? And what do you think of, of the current NSX too? Current, I actually like the current um, NSX. Okay, you're, it's a very exclusive club. Okay. Yeah, but um, yeah, just I won't be able to buy one. Um, but, you're the president uh, of Gretti. Of course, you can buy, you can buy no, two or three of them. Yeah, uh, R&D. Uh, Two boys that's about to go through co uh, high school and college. into college. So okay. you know what that, how um, that is. But uh, no, I, I, I like it too. I think what Taro said, like the front end has a, you know, has that first gen look and uh, just the lines, I think it's, and it's, I agree, I, I think they should. I mean, it's more of a wishful thinking from a, an enthusiast standpoint, like, like even like the GTR uh, from Nissan and uh, Honda should come out and keep these kind of you know, sports car, even though they're more focused on more practical cars and going through yeah, more of the, yeah, everything's becoming cross, yeah, yeah, everything's becoming like a more the, the crossover, you know, uh, SUV type uh, vehicles for more of the practicality. But I think it's, you know, from an enthusiast standpoint, like we need, like especially with, you know, with the business that we're in, like we need cars like this. Mm. Um, as, as far as the design, yeah, the front end, this, this angle is, is really nice, but the first angle kind of didn't like the, the rear, you know, the, the, the rear fender in the quarter section, yeah. maybe too sleek, mm. but the, the rear kind of looks like the current NSX seems like, so it's like a mix of the, the first gen and the current gen, um, mixed together and then made it more futuristic, but yeah. Um, yeah. Overall, I think it, it, it looks nice. The lines. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure not... you were down with uh, them going maybe back to a regular gasoline engine it's because you could you guys could do yes. all, all kinds of your yeah. magic on this. Unless yeah. unless they could put in like uh, the the current uh, F1 Honda engine technology or something oh, like yeah, that. That'd, that'd be crazy. that'd be cool. Yeah. Okay, James. How about you? 
Um, I have to say, like Kenji, and even though I disagree with you too, I do like the current uh, NSX, but I would, li as I said, I would like it more if Aki were to let me borrow one for a week. So if they're okay. listening, okay. I mean, we, I think it's a great that, idea. We got that, Jase. We got that. Okay. <laughs> um, as for these, I mean, I, I will say, to be honest, brutally honest, well, I'm sure, what's this gentleman called that made these renderings, Sam? Oh, Mr. Uh, he sounds very British, but uh, Mr. Jordan Rubenstein Towler, T O. I mean, Jordan, I'm sure, I'm sure he's a lovely guy. Yeah. Uh, so he's, a, he's, a, he's a professional industrial uh, independent designer. So. Well, good work on being a professional industrial designer. I mean, this car has got wonderful brake discs. Um, the caliper looks nice, but uh, that's about all I could say for it. It's not really my cup of tea, one might say. Really? Even in, that blue in, angle from the blue? In this rendering, not at all. And for this, I mean, while this is a great, I love this futuristic concept, I say bring back the pop-up headlights. Pop-up headlights are a win on any car. That's the way to go. That's what I, I think. know. I love them Futuristic, too. Futuristic. Bring weight them back. And, That's what I think. They add weight. They ruin your. Uh, what, they don't ruin. what does it matter when you add weight when the car's going to be electric <laughs> and weigh like six thousand pounds anyway and still well, go okay, north? Uh, what about uh, your dra drag coefficient? Drag coefficient. I, I will say. I mean, I don't really understand this cockpit at all. I mean, the yeah. Me neither. I mean, the gear stick looks like a dodgy key that you bought. The little control panel there that's blue looks like it's something that you've got for $20 off eBay. The one that says NSX looks the same to me. I mean, it's all, that looks real hodgy-podgy. Yeah. And, and I, as yeah, Carl I, said, I, I mean, I don't where, like can I, where can I plug my USB in or where can I charge my phone? And, and where's your, my cup holders? And your cup holders. Okay. Very predictable, James. <laughs> you expect anything else from me, Sam? Well, anyways, cool. So, well, let's. Uh, but we all do. We all want to see another NSX, and do we, yes. if, if another yes. NSX yes. comes out, do we want That's it for to, sure. Do Do we want it to be? Uh, me and Taro want it to be more like the first generation, and maybe Kenji and James, you guys don't mind it being just an evolution of the second generation. I want that IndyCar engine. I want it to have be a hybrid and have that IndyCar engine. In. That's F1 what it needs or to IndyCar engine. Okay. Yeah, that would be all right. Cool, cool, cool. Okay, but that is my scoop reporting for this week. So. Thank you, Kenji, for sitting through it. Yeah, uh, that was fun. <laughs> hey, That's now cool. you got you got some really good information now. Yeah, you know, don't tell. Make sure you 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 tell them you got it from Podspeed. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we need to increase our viewership here. So. And so, so James could so James could get borrow an NSX from Honda. Exactly, that's right. And I managed to have um, got the press photos because obviously I didn't get to take photos of the car in time. But I've got possibly the world's smallest press photos coming up. So, uh, <laughs> okay. uh, is this, please, is this, is this your, your this is your report? Oh yeah. my God, this is very small. Exactly, exactly. I'm very impressed by how small I can get these photos. I didn't even like realize. 200 pixels by 200? What, what I, is this? I know, I know. And then let's, wear a, but whoa, look at that. It's, this is like, it's wonderful. It's like Minecraft. Um, yeah, now, I, now I could tell it's a Toyota. Yeah, so it's the Toyota RAV4, RAV4 Prime. So this is the uh, plug-in hybrid, okay. uh, which accelerates to 60 miles an hour in 5.7 seconds. Oh my God, that is fast. That is a, that's Porsche 20 years ago, 15 years ago. So that's a fast SUV. Yeah, yeah so I mean, I, I only was able to get the car at, at like a, at less than an hour before we started the show. But in driving it a couple of blocks around here before I put it into park, I mean, it is zippy. I put it in sport mode, because you have to have every car has sport mode now but it legitimately pushes you back in your seat. We've got the electric engine that gives you the push first and then it goes from there. I mean, it seems really nice uh, from what I can tell. It looks good. 
Um, I mean, this comes in, I think, around $38,000. So it is expensive, but it's still, it's 300 horsepower. I mean, you get a 300 horsepower car, sub 40, that hopefully when I go off to, if, before we go on a lockdown, I'm able to go to uh, Ikea and purchase all the furniture I need to buy. I can fit it all in the back and then drive home with 300 horsepower. I mean, what more do you want, right? Hey, I tell you, James, you know, the RAV4 used to be considered a small compact SUV, but this thing has grown. I mean, it's yeah. it's almost the size of a Highlander, old, yeah. high, older Highlander, you know? Yeah, yeah it's, I mean, it's, I will say- big now. It's, it's large enough. It wasn't that tall though, if that makes sense. So it fitted in my garage rather easily. Whereas some of the larger ones, I always have to watch to make sure, but this, this was easy to get in the garage. Mm. Um, it does, I think it also appears a little bigger, but all cars appear a little bigger these days, but sitting inside, it was nice, comfortable. Um, it's obviously got all the pros and cons that you get with a Toyota that comes these days, all the safety features. That is a very big display screen too. I love it. it is. Yeah. So it makes it handy. Everything seemed to be within reach. It was nice and easy to like move everything around. Um, I think if you had like the family with the two kids, I mean, Tara, this would probably be a good one for you to get the, fa the kids in the back and the dogs in mm -hmm. um, and get anywhere real quickly. Obviously it's a little bit more uh, newer technology wise than your vehicle at the moment. But it's something I'd suggest and say this is this is a good one to have. Um, obviously, it comes in at that pricier uh, point in the high 30s. But this, that's it, all tricked out everything. But I mean, it's you've got to say that they're really pushing the envelope here with the idea of what you can do with a Toyota that's luxurious, that's fast, uh, that you can fit everything you need to do in it. It'd be great to get around. You know what I mean? I like it. Uh, it'd be yeah. I mean, we probably get a better idea how how it looks and how big it is if the photos are a little bigger. But it's I know, right. I know. That's I I would totally agree, Sam. So <laughs> when they go up, when the article goes so high up, res. When the article goes up on GT Channel, it will have proper photos. Okay, but thankfully. No. Oh, what color is yours? It's exactly the same, red oh, with awesome. the black. Okay. Yeah. yeah, it looks nice. Looks yeah, nice. so it looks nice. It look. I will say, I think it looks a lot. It looks more uh, upper higher end. So mm. I think this it really. Does. It does. Yeah. So I Looks like, like that. something that could have a Lexus badge already. It on could, it. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. I'd, I'd agree with that. It fits nice. I mean, obviously, you know, I spoke highly of the Lexus. I had the 450, uh, which obviously is a lot more than this, but I mean, it certainly fits in that niche. If that makes yeah. sense. I cool. do like it. Yeah. And so that's my, and then, I mean, do we want to talk about the new Formula One world champion, Sam? Your yes, favorite? we should. No, definitely. He, uh, that's a big, that's a pretty historic one. Yes. So you're a man. Yeah, Louis, Sam's man, Lewis Hamilton. You know, I, hey, um, I, I, I told you. He I mean, Tara Kenji, as Sam will say, he might put Lewis Hamilton in the conversation to be the greatest. Formula I never one said driver he might. I might. He is in the conversation. <laughs> no, you he's, can't. Well, he's the greatest generation of our, you know, of of, of the last ten years. You know, that's because what he's won just as he's won the most world championships. Most world championships. The same <laughs> he's one. won the most won races. Most races. <laughs> Get yes. the most fastest laps. He's got the most pole positions, so you'd still keep him in that conversation for possibly the greatest, right, Sam? Yes. Okay, it's good to know. <laughs> but the question is, is he going to come back and do it again next year, guys? Do you think he's going to do it? It depends. It, it, you know what? I'm going to tell you the reason I'm. I keep saying that he's in the conversation. He is the great. He is. You know, I mean, I, it's eras, but you know, back in the day, the cars. Uh, the cars didn't, the drivers made more of a difference than the cars. I mean, back, back, back in the day. Now it's, it's pretty much the car, right? So if Lewis and, you know, I think the part of the racer's greatness is getting into the right car too, you know? Um, and Lewis has, has been in the right car for the last 10 years, you know, ever since he left, uh, 
uh, McLaren. So where he won, where he won world championships. Yeah, but not as many. I mean, lately, come on, man. I mean, anyone in that the Mercedes have just been dominant, right, for the last, you know, and Lewis is Lewis is right there. So, but yeah, it depends on where Lewis, if Lewis is in another car that's one of the tops, which he will be. I think, yeah, he can he can repeat it again next year. Tara? I think he'll continue. I don't think, uh, what, wait, what, do you think he's, he's going to hang it up? No, there's always, he hasn't technically signed a contract yet or hasn't uh, announced he signed a contract. He will though. He will. Yeah. So Somewhere. I think that the, the wondering is where is Toto, if he's going to move to Aston Martin, which I don't think he will. I think he's going to stay at Mercedes, even though he's got a stake in Aston Martin. No, yeah. He, yeah. He, I mean, if he wants to keep winning races, he wants to, you know, stay with the proven winner until Mercedes, you know, or the other guys catch up. You know, so right. So yeah. Kenji, what do you think? Yeah, I think uh, unless like other teams or the you know shows like a pretty good new setup or technology or something that seems appealing to them, I think it, staying with Mercedes would probably be. I mean, if he wants to continue to win, you know, why give that up where you already have the the winning combination? I think it's. I mean, yeah. It's, He's the man. He should, yeah. And he's, I mean, he's not slowing down or anything at all either. So yeah. he still has a few years in him, I think. Well, and the Hungary, right? It was Hungary, the yeah. last race? Turkey. Oh, Turkey. It's one of those countries in mm. the middle there. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, that was just a, it was just a master. <clears throat> it was just a, it was a master show, you know? I mean, that was just, just, just uh, after seeing that, you just go, uh, no one's going to beat him next year. I mean, I don't think he's going anywhere. I mean, obviously, uh, Mercedes changed the the design or the color of the cars for what he was looking for. Mercedes have supported him in regards to all black the, with a yeah with his yeah. social media and his activism. So I don't think he's going to be going anywhere. He's got a company that's behind him 100. percent He believes in what they're doing and they're changing that. And so I think he's going to be there for at least another two or three. I I wouldn't be surprised if he makes it to ten. Yeah, yeah, I would at yeah. least. They 10. Have I haven't followed too much this year with Formula One, but what's what's up with the uh, Ferrari team? Well, I think we've seen probably seen the last of Sebastian Vettel in a in a Formula yeah, One car. Right. He might be racing as, as far as like the, the car development and everything. I don't know. That Do you know James? Be... Are they are they gonna be competitive next year? Yeah, they just had. I think there was challenges with the design and which the routes they went down for twenty twenty, mm-hmm. thinking of where it was going to go. And then they've been hit with a few other things. I don't think I think the pandemic has also hit them, which has impacted in regards to where they were doing with the early season testing. Mm-hmm. And then there's been challenges and revolved around that. That's how it's gone. And I think that like anything, I mean, if you if you miss a section of development and then you're playing catch up the whole time, you're always playing catch up. Yeah. And I think it's just been. I mean, they talk about the internal politics, but both Vettel and uh, Leclerc are, are both fast. They're obviously well. Leclerc not, is a is a rising star, so I think yeah. he might be the next superstar after Hamilton. So yeah, so and they've got a good bunch of young drivers that are coming through that are savvy, good with the social media, um, all seem to get on well. So I think that's and they've also they work well with the older guys like the Ricardo and the Hamilton and the Bottas and regard and the Raikkonen's in regards to that. So I think that's also mm. helpful as well. I think it's a good block of drivers, but it's just. I mean, it'll be interesting to see the talk about maybe limiting. So they're going to have no use of wind tunnels, um, which would be very interesting that. if they went down that to try mm-hmm. and cut the cost because obviously everyone's been impacted by COVID. So they're looking to see where they can remove costs from. McLaren mm-hmm. was successful in lobbying reduced costs for the seasons. 
So if they can take out the like the wind tunnel testing, I mean, honestly, for me, if they made the cars a little bit slower, a little bit narrower, um, it'd probably help a lot with overtaking, obviously. Um, and that's where I think it'd be it'd be fun to get people more interested yeah. again. I mean, it's more competition, man. But then it's it's yeah. a difficult side because you always want to be Formula One to be pushing the envelope, being as fast as they can. Yeah. So I know the height of technology. I mean, the idea that Mercedes came up with the steering rack where you could push forward and then push the wheels and give you that's more right. choice. The concept behind that of how they did it and no one else was thinking of that. I mean, it's it's outlawed for next year. But just the idea that this is what they've done and they're like, well, we've done it. It was inside the rules. Yeah. No one's going to be able to build it in time to compete with us with it. So we'll show it off. I mean, it's just crazy. And it's, it's such a Formula simple, One for a reason. It's the number one. Yeah, exactly. it's the number one, number one yeah. series. So, well, thank you, James. I know, I know you're, I, I, of course, you were going to talk about Lewis Hamilton. Of course, I was going to in, in, totally welcome a conversation with Lewis Hamilton after that. So. Yeah, uh, it was good, I mean, it's always good to see them race it. And especially, I mean, the, the Turkey one is where there was a low grip circuit and then it was wet. I mean, there was more than enough spins you could count there. And it was like, it was a truly interesting race, especially that last corner for Paul Leclerc. I read something about Lewis Hamilton. Remember that uh, uh, electric uh, buggy? Um, yeah, he's got a team. Yeah. Right, he's got a team. And also uh, Nico Rosberg also has a team apparently, right? Yes, I think so. Might be a new new team that he just announced, but hey, I, I got to get going here pretty soon. So, Taro, are you good, oh. James? Or... Yes, I'm good, Sam. I don't want to keep you from whatever you're oh, looking for. I know you have a plenty uh, of business to take Taro, care of, Sam. You got anything this week? I'm good. I, We're I can, good. I uh, I can. Um, nothing's uh, in a rush. Just go to gtchannel.com and buy some t-shirts, guys. <laughs> oh yeah, good goods. Oh, and then uh, Kenji, where can we buy yeah. um uh, good Greddy goods? Uh, Greddy.com. Shopgreddy.com. There you go. Yeah. Oh, shopgreddy.com. Oh, there it is. Uh -huh. Yeah. Oh, man. All kinds and of stuff. And there's the, the Greddy blog. Hey, yeah, what, about those, what about those cool shirts you're wearing, uh, Kenji, or your pullover? Uh, it's in the uh, it's in shop apparel Greddy. section within the shop Greddy now as well. But okay. new line, new line will come out uh, early next year for the new. Yeah, with the uh, insignia of the new empire. I like that. <laughs> and then we've got, obviously, the social media for everyone. Sam as well. Okay, social media. Yes, Please follow uh, Greddy Racing if you're interested in this kind of stuff. And the most important one to follow. Greddy Kenji. <laughs> That's my there's son. A, there's the future. Son. There's a future president of uh, Greddy, uh, Greddy in a few more years. But we got to get him through college first, right, Kenji? Yeah. <laughs> okay. All so, right. hey, Kenji, what kind, what, what's your everyday driver these days? Uh, my daily is ISF. Ooh, nice. 2009. Uh, stock? Hmm? stock? Stock? Stock now, yeah. Well, it has wheels and our coilovers. Oh, well, that's, Kenji, that's not stock, okay? Okay. That's our great KW uh, coilovers that we have, like a co-branded and okay. uh, raised wheels. I had titanium exhaust on there, but I had to go stock. Okay, well, that's still not yeah. stuff. But yeah, okay, cool. And if you see a red uh, RAV4 this week, uh, cruising slowly on the freeway, just yeah. give him a big honk, okay? Uh, that's probably 300 amazing. horsepower. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, it's a 300 horsepower. It's pretty good power. Oh, there. I know. He might yeah. be, yeah. So, yeah. All right, so my, drive. Uh, my other driver yeah. daily that I've been sharing uh, one of the half of the week is uh, 91 CRX. Ooh, is that stock? Yeah. Oh, no. Well, 
It has a B18C, but barred, so it's California legal. Oh, okay. So we just picked it up last month. It's super clean. Like, oh, it's is been it? It's been resprayed, but it's beautiful. Is it? Like, it can we see the photo? Uh, is there a photo of it on your Instagram? Yeah, it should be on there. Uh, yours or which one? On on Greddy. Go down a couple couple. That the silver one? No, this one no, right no, no, not the silver one. Oh, the oh, white. Oh no, that's not. This one. See those? Those are two, my two babies in the the old school Honda right there. So. Oh yeah. Yeah, but that. Oh wait, is that a CRX? So have a hatch. Black one? Yeah. Black one is the CRX, and oh, also oh wow, built. it's gosh, yeah. it's clean. Yeah, it is. It's clean. Very it's shiny. Black with all the sparkles. It's or with the reflections. It's hard to see it's yeah. a, that it's a CRX. Very cool. Yeah. And that the is. bottom one is the hatch that I built uh, this past couple of years. Mm. So that's a ninety, but that also has a B18C, but turbocharged. Kenji, it seems like you like tinkering with Hondas, I guess, because your first one was a Honda, probably. Yeah, right? so recently I've been heavily into that stuff. And, and I'm building an 85 CRX with a ZC motor. Wow, really? Dual cam with a Mugen intake and a Mikuni, wow. 40, 44 Mikuni, so taking it old school. Cool. Yeah. So that'll be hopefully be done early next year. Well, if anyone wants to keep seeing all these cool cars that Kenji's working on, yeah, yeah make sure you uh, follow uh, him and uh, the Grady performance, Grady yeah. Racing. So, yeah, so we'll be at Irwindale um, supporting Ken this weekend. That's well. okay. Good. Let's go, okay. go Gucci, go die, go all of our friends. Well, they're go, not letting yeah. Frederick, Ospo, yeah, they're not all our friends out there. <laughs> so you got. Uh, and then James no. uh, McKeown of No Breaking um, Podcast. Please, uh, look, he's got uh, his library of past episodes on there, which. I'm in one of them, so please. Exactly, and there was a, there's a new episode up there, Sam, that went up this week, the Toyota's Tread Pass that I was part of. Oh, so awesome. Oh, yeah. nice, nice. Oh, yeah. So that'll be, so look out for that. That looked like, that looked like a pretty cool event. It was, it was good to see friends uh, and yeah. see some nice cars. So yeah, it was a good job. Cool, so, and then I'm oh, Sam. Speaking of, I see MotoGP tab right there. So you like Kenji? A, a, a quick, oh no! Quick, oh no! Yeah, we're yeah. Here. No! Quick, oh no! We're going to start another thirty minutes uh, of conversation. Oh, yeah, yeah. Kenji, no, why very did quick. You, James, why very, did you? Why did you? Why did you? Why did you erase that? Go ahead, Kenji. Very quick, interesting story. So you know how I was talking about um, going to Trust for training when I first started working here at Grady. Yeah. Yes. So on a weekend, I would go, my one of the the R and D staff at Trust, uh, Mr. Nakagami, James, he'll probably figure this out. Mr. Nakagami is now the head of R&D at Trust right now. Mm -hmm. So this is 25 years ago. Um, one of the weekends um, when I had nothing to do, Mr. Nakagami will take me to go see his son race his pocket bikes. Mm. Right? And man, he was like five years old at the time, like four or five years old. And he was racing against elementary, like sixth graders. And he was just killing everybody. Right. So Nakagami. Yeah. Taka Nakagami now is racing at the, the highest level of Moto wow. GP. MotoGP. And uh, he pulled uh, three events ago and then he's been in the uh, qualified third back-to-back uh, -back in the last two races. So he's climbing up there. He's still an independent team, but uh, he's, he's uh, I think, ranked. Yeah, ninth. 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 Yeah, so I, I used to watch him race. The highest ranked Japanese. Wow. Yeah, yeah. 
So he's uh, oh. riding for Honda. So I've been following him, but yeah, it's it's interesting. Sure, how, you saw him grow up pretty much, huh? Yeah. So he went over to Spain for the the whole uh, academy, and mm. yeah, so I just oh. saw that up there. So I'm like, oh yeah, I got to mention oh, about impressive. that. So some of the downtime during when I was in Japan had nothing to do with watching him race pocket bikes. Hey Kenji, what are you doing? Checking out James's tabs? Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Look, Sam, watch I out! Keep, I always keep my tabs as they should be, nice and clean. I'm like, okay, watch out! Yeah. There might be yeah. some bad, weird stuff on there. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so anyways, we we're almost at a uh, two and a half hours. Yeah, now. that was fun. Thank there you, guys. Hey, Kenji, thanks so thanks, much for yes, joining sir. us, and I will see you soon because I'm in Huntington Beach, so I'm pretty close. Okay, but once once Sounds this great. Corona is over, you know, yeah. we'll, we'll we'll go out for dinner again. Okay. Sounds sure. good. Yeah. Great. Okay, yeah. man, Kenji. Hey, okay. uh, so everyone, uh, see you in two weeks. We'll have Matt Farah, I think, two weeks, yep. Carol. Yep. And everyone, pod speed to all you guys. Stay safe. See ya. Okay, thank bye you, bye. guys. Bye-bye.